right, time to give some cash in love. What do you guys say? Give, give some love to all these beautiful cash ins sure. from the Jabroniacs, from the C Nation, but the Cow Nation. You know, it'd be amazing if I had some cash ins recorded too. That, that you knows me, and you just played more of my shit. What's up? <laughs> cash in, ready? Yeah. Hey, what's up, Jabroniacs? It's your boy Nate Brooks coming to your sunny South Texas. So. First off, I want to wish everybody a happy new year. I hope everyone had a great holiday. Everybody enjoyed their family, had a safe time, enjoyed watching wrestling when we were able to, and ready to get this going in the new year. So I guess my question for the pod is, what is the one moment that you saw live that you'll never forget? I know for me, I was in the Superdome, WrestleMania 30, Brock beat The Undertaker. Me and my wife are sitting there, we're confused. We don't know what's going on. Everyone around us is confused. It's just it's a crazy atmosphere. It was it was weird, but it was also awesome just being there for that. So, you know, that's my question for the pod. You know, what's that one thing that just you know, you'll never forget. You'll remember where you were, what the temperature was like, the sound, the crowd, everything. Just that one Which thing. Taco Bell you went to after with you. <laughs> Uh, you know, once again, I hope everyone had a ho- happy holiday, and I look forward to expanding and just getting the community even larger in the new year. Cheers up. Yo, cheers, cheers up. up. Dude, Nate Brooks, thanks for being such a great listener. What a polite listener. And, oh, and, nice. and unbelievable that you remembered that you remembered when this dropped, so preemptively you're acting like you're in the new year, which is fantastic. Uh, I, I, I know for a fact that what Arlen's is, because I, I was there with him. Yep. And I know wasn't it might I, be Shibs. Wasn't, wasn't I also at that, yeah, too? We, and, and, and you were specifically with me. Do you yeah. remember how amped up we were in the parking lot after? So like we came out so hot. It's the Seth Rollins cash-in at WrestleMania 31, which is still to this day the best wrestling moment I've ever witnessed. Um, it was so awesome because, uh, like, we're in the stands there, and Rollins lost his match earlier in the so night to Randy Orton. Which was actually pretty cool because Orton, he tried to stomp and Orton raised him up and gave him like a sky high right. into uh, an RKO, which, which was, was really gonna, cool. Which I, I actually was going to mention this. I layer that into the moment. Like sure, I, I layer not? that in, which is like, he also took one of the best defeats earlier in the night. Um, and also it was cool because everyone was like, yo, he lost. That means he's cashing in. Like it, like, it was cool that everyone was doing that, that math. I See, I remember it a little differently. I remember that we were like, all right, it's wrestling. We're here to see wrestling. And we're like, this re- this WrestleMania is going to suck. The card sucks. That was our No one was excited we're for like, the card. We're like fucking Roman Reigns against Brock. Like, we don't want to see this. And then Rollins lost. And we would talk about, like, the only way this would be even, like, good is, like, if Rollins cashes in. But, like, they're not going to do that because it's, like, too good. And no one's ever cashed in a Mania main event. Right. So we're like, that, well, that's not going to happen. And then Rollins loses. And we're like, yo, maybe he'll cash in. But we're like, well, yes, if we were writing this, he'd cash in. But he's not fucking but right. I, I but we knew it. he had to lose to cash in. I don't know why. No, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think I thought that. I, I did. That's what I thought. I was like, if he loses. And I remember talking to the guys behind us who were like, yeah, he's going to cash in. Yeah. I rewatched it this week, and I feel like part of why it was so interesting and it worked is because the crowd clearly was not totally in anticipation of the cash in. Like, well, it's the beginning of the Reigns like, super push when you're like, yo, no way Vince is letting uh, Rollins schmoz up his boy's moment. You know what I mean? And you're thinking about right. Rollins, who's like way smaller and at that time not an established talent in that kind of way. To, he was not ready to win a WrestleMania not moment, at all. like at all in, in, in terms of storytelling. But he clearly wasn't hindsight. Yes, and, and it also shows the the power of the push 
But uh, when, when he when he cashed in, it, we all just went like nuts. He ran in. Plus, it was so cool because he cashed in during the match, which I'd never seen before. Right. So I was literally waiting for them to be like, well, I'm like what does this mean? Are they going to even tell us? Like, what's happening? And then Lillian Garcia gets on the mic, and she literally is like, hey, Seth Rollins is cashing in his money back, which means. What this means is, yeah, it's so great. Which is, which is why this is a triple, now a triple threat match. It means he joins the match, which I love. It's like, yeah, all right, cool. But it, it, I love that we didn't know what that is even means. It was it's like a, a new thing. It's yeah. a classic and, and example and, of wrestling logic where they're like, this might not even be the case. Next time someone cashes in during the middle of a match, they might change that rule and never talk about it. Like, right. they do whatever they want. And like, yeah, yeah, this is how this goes now. So yeah, like, all right. And it's amazing because... Um, it's so cool that there's still creative space like that for wrestling that they can find. But also, it like literally, I got my most successful joke out of it. You know what I mean? Because it was That's like true. literally just watching it. You're like, this is because it does perfectly encapsulate. You know, all the best jokes are, come from a place of truth. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like it does perfectly encapsulate, encapsulate what I like about pro wrestling. Like why sports are like boring to me. You know, you can make like a half court shot, that, but that's it. You know, like that's where it is. Like my expectations are, that's all. But then the rule, you can completely bend it and surprise me in that way. It was amazing. I did take my shirt off. Shebs knew he yeah. was there. We yeah. were in the parking lot just losing it. Everyone was, it was awesome. Because it started out so whack because we didn't, Santa Clara is where it was. Not and there. it's so much, it's so far from your apartment where we were staying. Well, if you we remember. San Francisco. Yeah, because well, I had just moved to San Francisco. I didn't know what the deal was. And I was yeah. like, oh, you guys come stay with me. We're going to Santa Clara. If you remember, I got an Uber and we got in and we, the guy's like, where are you going? And we were like, oh. San Jose. San Jose. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, no. And we had to get out. And then we had to get another Uber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy threw us out of the first Uber. It was a 15-minute uh, drive. We were like, what the fuck is this? So, uh, yeah, I mean, that that is my moment. Uh, that where I was like, uh, uh, the, the, the most. I, I, there's been nothing. It's our moment. I, Yes, our moment. It was it was ours. Yeah, it was all. Was that the one we would all choose live? That's, that's definitely the number one live moment for me. <laughs> yeah, because we didn't we, go. To, and it's all cool because we didn't go to WrestleMania 30. That to, was, right, Nate, that's a whole like, other story. Tickets. Yeah, I bought you guys tickets to WrestleMania 30, and I was the only one who wanted to go to New Orleans, and no one wanted to fucking come with me. And it was so good that we were all like, "Yo, we're never missing one again," and we haven't. Correct. So far. I kind of did. Well, yeah, she has missed 33 a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I went, but I, just, I, was, I was really checked out. He was checked out. Uh, uh, Newman, any moment there? Uh, yeah, I mean, I haven't seen a whole... we didn't invite you to come with us. That's, I mean, that's fine. I wouldn't have gone anyway. The... Uh, <laughs> I've never been to I've never been to like a WrestleMania or anything like huge. So like the first one that came to my mind Shame was I was like uh, back in when I was like a kid, like in uh, like '96, I think it was when it was the scaffold match between uh, Primetime Brian Lee and Tommy Dreamer. Uh, I was 11 years old and way too young to see what I saw. Like I remember being like, "He's dead." Like I thought hmm. I still was like in like the realm of like, "Is this real or Who not?" Who took you? My stepdad. Okay. Classic uh, stepdad. He's like, here's what we're going to do. Let's yeah. go to a hardcore show. Yeah, yeah, ECW Arena. I think it was like High Incident, I think it was called. And uh, yeah, and and he, they're on the scaffold and he <laughs> fucking knocks, knocks primetime Brian Lee off of the scaffolding through like 150 tables. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I'll never, never forget that. Yeah, you you got to go to like ECW shows like when yeah it was like right around the corner from us yeah that's all that's the only upshot of being from Philly yeah and the Haggies but uh, <laughs> uh, absolutely all right that was a great question from Nate Brooks a great listener um, you ever go uh, to Condomania no oh yeah Cash in. I, I, I know we're on South Street yeah, yeah. next to Fat what Tuesday what is a piece of merch that you wish 
like not necessarily something specific, but like a kind of merch. Like you know, with the resurgence of fanny packs coming through, with a lot of wrestlers kind of making uh. their own custom fanny packs and selling them with their merch tables. But what is a kind of merch item that you would love to see come into the world of pro wrestling merch? Wow. Anyways, kisses. Cheers up. All right. We were talking about something last night. Do you remember what we were talking about last night? Underwear. <laughs> we were. It looks like the trunks. Like yeah, the, we were talking about like uh, wrestling underwear. It's a great idea. But they have wrestling underwear. But not enough. Not like a, not, not like prevalent. Like Dan has a pair of boxer briefs with Rey Mysterio on them, yeah. right? Six one nine across the ass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it would be cool to have like underwear, like functional underwear that actually just looked like the Rock's trunks. Right. That's yeah, it. The yeah, Rock right. on the back in gold. Yeah, because my boy, uh, uh, a college bank, he had a uh, he had a. Uh, uh, Statue, like what's it, David? The David statue, yeah. yeah. Like so, like his underwear look like like his dick. Oh, <laughs> you know nice. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like in that, like you see, so you put them on and you look naked, but your dick is like that little David dick. That's really yeah. Funny. You know what I mean? Like you could do that. Where, I don't know. We'd have to see these wrestlers' <laughs> dicks, but uh, you could do stuff like that where it looks like you're wearing, like it looks like you're wearing Rock's trunks. So we could make a Dolph Ziggler and a Seth Rollins. Yeah. Because we know oh, what their yeah, dicks look like. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Why Ziggler? You've seen Ziggler's dick? Did he? And he did a yeah. He's like dick shots of him going around. Was it really it was years ago? Yeah, it was like some yeah. Gotta get my hands. on Oh this. yeah, I gotta check Hopefully that out. Never asked him about that, Dan. No, I have my own personal stage. Nice. Uh, yeah. It all came out in the fappening. It was, it was, it was <laughs> well, yeah. the one that no one clicked on. Like, if Dolph Ziggler wouldn't give a fuck about this. <laughs> Is that true? Zero downloods. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't think it was so part here, of the here's another piece of merch. No, it was a cow hoodies. A cow hoodie available now. <laughs> DM yeah, me right now. I wish that could exist. Here's another piece of merch. I want the, uh, like, the get these hands shirt, but cut in the right. The muscle cut. Oh, right, yeah. Like, I don't mm-hmm. have to do it myself. I want shirts in the muscle cut. Yeah. And, and, like, when you go to WWE, they should say, here's the design. Do you want soft tee? Do you want the crinkle tee? Right. Do you want the muscle cut? Like, they should, like you should just be able to pick. Right. You should just pick the cut you want. They, they're getting into that now. They have those custom pieces. But a, pe- a piece of merch uh, that we're talking about, I think bandanas is a cool head, uh, space to go. Very cool. We were talking about that. Because uh, like bandanas, I think you can you can design bandanas where you tie them on and see a design like in a cool way. Yeah. Like you maybe have like, if a wrestler has like, I mean, they've had a couple cool things. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like Shebs right now has the the Bullet Club bandana. You put it over your face, you look like a, a, it looks like like a, a skeleton. Of, it looks like a member of fucking Adam Waffen, the fucking yeah. neo-Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> the things that shocks me. Tamagotchis. I'm shocked that uh, wrestlers don't have sneakers like they do in the NBA or other. Yeah, like, young bucks. I, like do. you know how um, Miz wears like Prada shoes. It, like it's so weird to me that like uh, John Cena just wears Nikes. Like how does he not have a custom shoe and you Cena buy threes? his shoe? Yeah, like, no, cool. he doesn't wear Nikes. Whatever, he, he used to wear Skechers, Nikes. Whatever he wears, <laughs> and then he used to look cool. Yeah. And, he, and then he started rocking Under Armour sneakers that like clear like hug his feet and look like. Like they look shitty. It's just right. strange to me that you that they don't a have custom shoes. Not necessarily all of them, but but certain ones. And b you can't buy them. That's weird. Nothing beats a t-shirt though. Like that, all, all the merch I feel like is like a t-shirt is such a great item. Yeah. yeah. Is like, there is there anything like specific to a wrestler to like expand on this question where it's like Bret Hart's sunglasses, Bray's right, hat, right. Bray's, <laughs> Bray's fedora. <laughs> you get Bray extensions to pop in like red shit dreadlocks. Bray Mysterio contacts. Right. Yeah. That'd be cool. Like, so stuff like that. Yeah. One thing I, that how oh. about how about uh, shirts. Like see-through shirts where you can get their tat set up. Yeah, like I want Ray Mysterio's. Yeah. I want a shirt I can put yeah. on that's Ray Mysterio's tat set up. Oh, roll-on sleeve. You know those like roll-on yeah, yeah, yeah. sleeves. Exactly. No, but you get Ray, a, I want a full. I want a body sleeve. I thought you meant you wanted like Christian's like mesh shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I like those the Hardy Boys at yeah. the TLC match. Like I, I think the, the 
coolest pieces of merch to me are like uh, cow merch. Like the, the cow merch is the best. Cow hoodie is available now, but uh, uh, but uh, I like. Like uh, the AJ like vest hoodie vest thing. Right, yeah. Like I like you could buy like yeah, yeah, yeah. he enters in that and I, I could wear that because you could always just like throw that on for the goof and then take it right. off in a little bit. Sure. You know what I mean? Like I like that stuff. The entrance gear is like pretty fun. Like the thing Alistair Blackboard at NXT Takeover. Like if they sold something like that, I picked Hell, that up. Yeah. yeah. I um. Fuck. The Rock deodorant. You can so you can smell like the Rock is cooking. Yeah. It'd be cool actually. And this is just because he said like merch that they that doesn't exist yet. I'm actually surprised. They don't have like branded, like ornamental swords or like a, <laughs> like a nice fucking like a, like a rifle with like a bullet club you know barrel or something oh, like that. or like yeah. a Shawn Michaels HBK barrel or something exactly like that. what all the alt right guys want or like yeah. mud flaps you know some sort of whatever. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> here's the thing: I will say that a piece of merch that you guys might not know exists that I've seen in real life. Arlen, I believe you have it, and it's one of the coolest things I've ever seen, and it is a. Watch a blinged out huge watch that is a replica of the WWE title, uh, but it's huge, yeah, and it's like blinging everywhere. Do you not have it in this room, you do, yeah. So, not only oh, is it in the room, Arlen donated I actually, it. I actually have two of them. Wow. Arlen donated it to the Cal where universe. Is it? Where is what it? Is it? You're give it away to one of these fucking schmucks. Where is it? It's what? a timepiece, it. give it to me. It? It's in my bag over there. It's a timepiece, not a watch. Sorry. Arlen, it's right here. You're going to donate the watch? Arlen said I have to donate it. Could you donate it to me? I mean, I I want it. I would wear yeah, just it. Take I, it. I'm, not, I'm giving it to Cow Nation. But Dan, you're wow. going to have to respect Dan, you're the wishes. leader of the Cow Nation. You I should mean, just keep it. Who gets so, that? So here's how you get it. You Show have to, to, Newman. You have to Show do to business Newman. with WWE, uh, and they send it to you as like a courtesy. Like, you can't get this. Sure, right. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, but how is the cow? I, I, I who's going to get it? I, I, I gotta keep that's this. a great no, question. No, I mean, I can't I'm not keep giving this. it to you. I'm giving it to the cow nation. Oh, my God. He's not allowing me. I got to respect his wishes. Let's show so anyway, Let's this, show uh, I have, uh, I'm giving this away as part of the 90 to 100. Don't break uh, it. I'll do it. You got to show Newman. Let me I take mean, a this, good look this, at this, this thing. Is, it's awesome, right? This transcends the 90 to 100. I mean, send them yeah, the diecast rock doll. This yeah. is something else. Yeah, this has got to be a big contest. This is like, there needs to be a tier. That's a gift that a businessman gives. All right, I'll give that at, at 150. I'll give that away. Well, no, 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 not the, no, no. Here's what you got to do. People, it's got to be only available to patrons. All right, yep. get some money out of this thing. And they got to fucking do something great. Yeah. They got to win some Maybe sort of competition. Maybe get a cow tattoo. Yeah, first got to get a real cow tat. Of my, on his of my face. face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on yeah. Like the Stevo tat. All right, we'll talk, about, we'll talk about this later, but this is quite a... Uh, Look at the box. The box is I mean, gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a great Arlen, donation. I, you know what, a man who has everything, still a nice donation. The, yeah, the NWO jacket that I gave you, which is maybe oh, the best boy. piece of actual merch any of us have seen it other than a, that watch, that you didn't think, oh, let me give Shebs this watch. You're going to give it to one of these fucking jabrones? Listen, I got an old Fitbit watch. I'll give you <laughs> All right, looks like you're getting an old Fitbit. All right, yeah. let's move on. You want to want to hear another cash? I got a time mix. You can take it underwater. I call it a cation. <laughs> What's up, Cal Nation? Yo. And nine to fivers. This is Nathan Pierce, one half of the Cal Facebook group Dick Couple with Alyssa Garrett. Uh, <laughs> nice. My question is because I'm a huge promo guy, I love promos more than the actual action itself. Please ask us uh, our favorite. What are some of your guys' favorite promos of all time? Like, what's the promo Easy. that <laughs> you from? guys just put head and shoulders above every That's single legit. promo in wrestling history? A promo that stands out to you. Is it hot time, daddy? <laughs> or would you just be happy if Vince McMahon was dead? That's the pipe bomb one. I'm not wishing upon that. Anyway, I can't wait to listen to this episode. I love you guys. Fuck Adam Letterman. Cheers. Wow. Yeah, yeah. 
is the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. And Dusty, your fans welcome you back, man. First of all, I would like to thank the many, many fans throughout this country that wrote cards and letters to Dusty Rhodes, the American dream, while I was down. It's <laughs> mm, so good. And Dusty Rhodes, the American dream, with that weight, got what I wanted. Ric Flair, the world's heavyweight champion. I don't have to say a lot more about the way I feel about Ric Flair. Flair. No respect, no honor. There is no honor among thieves in the first place. He put hard times on Dusty Rhodes and his family. You don't know what hard times are, Daddy. Hard times are when the textile workers around this country are out of work. They got four or five kids and can't pay their wages, can't buy their food. Hard times are when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them go home. And hard times are when a man has worked at a job 30 years, 30 years. They give him a watch, kick him in the butt, and say, hey, a computer took your place, Daddy. That's hard time. <laughs> relevant today. Prescient. Relevant as ever. It's prescient. And Ric Flair, you put hard times on this country by taking Dusty Rhodes out. That's hard time. And we all had hard times together. I admit, I don't look like the athlete of the day supposed to look. My belly's just a little big. My hand is just a little big. But brother, I am bad and they know I'm bad. And there were two bad people. One was John Wayne and he's dead, brother. And the other one's right here. Nature Boy Ric Flair. The world's heavyweight title belongs to these people. I'm going to reach out right now. I want you at home to know my hand is touching your hand for this gathering of the biggest body of people in this country, in this universe, all over the world. Now, reach it out because the love that was given me in this time, I will repay you now because I will be the next world's heavyweight champion on this hard time blues. Dusty Rhodes Tour 85 and Ric Flair, Nature Boy. Let me leave you with this. One way to hurt Ric Flair is to take what he cherishes more than anything in the world. That's the world's heavyweight title. I'm gonna take it, I've been there twice. This time when I take it, Daddy, I'm gonna take it for you. Let's gather for it. Don't let me down now, cause I came back for you, for that man up there that died 10, 12 years ago and never got the opportunity to see a real wolf champion. And I'm proud of you, thank God I have you. And I love you. Love you! Incredible. Amazing. Uh, it, it, it's a masterpiece. It's it's an amazing, 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 amazing promo. Uh, what Like, I guess he's saying, what is your, let's just put it like this. Uh, and by the way, cheers up. Great, great cash in. Yeah, great what cash. is your favorite promo? I mean, it's it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. Mm-hmm. Times. Daddy. 
Um, so, just an honorable mention, some of my favorite promos ever are post-fight interviews with Mike Tyson. Uh, that doesn't really apply here, but yeah. they are fantastic. Check those out when you can. This Hard Times promo. Wait, did, what did he say? He said So many things. He, he everything. said one thing. Like, everybody gonna, everybody has a plan. What was the one where he said, I'm going to impregnate you? Like, well, he said some stuff I can't say. That was the Evander Holyfield, where he, he was said, like, I'm going I'm I'm to eat your kids. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to step on, uh, he said, to Lennox Lewis, he said, I'm going to step on your kids' testicles, I'm going to stomp on them and squish them, because that's the only way you're going to be able to feel the pain that I feel every day, which makes no sense. No. Right. He said he's going to eat your heart, all sorts of stuff. He has one thing, I, I can't even say it. It's too, like, it's... Yeah, Just don't say it. All right. We don't need this. We don't gain anything. It's amazing. <laughs> I'll tell you guys off mic. Okay. Uh, but your favorite promo is the Hard Times? It's Hard Times. That's it. That's the number one. I can tell you like five other very the, good the promos. Thing about is that during the Hard Times part, you're like, yo, this is the best promo. And then it goes into the uh, my heinies little big. That's fine. That's great also. <laughs> and then the John Wayne nod is so well, awesome. It, it's funny. It's intense and heartfelt. He's relating to the fans in a way that also, no one else can. Like he is, and also disparaging Ric Flair in a way that feels like right yeah. and good, but not like mean and hurtful. Right. It just hits all the high notes. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's so, hard to be funny and be intense. In that way. Favorite promos is so, it's so it's so hard to choose. Like the, if I'm like fully honest, the promo well, well like it's easy to choose this one like because uh, of how much as a kid I love this shit. Kid, like I'd watch him and be like, my eyes would be open, but I didn't even it's care about the words. Hard to not pay attention. Hard to not pay attention. It wasn't even about the words. So like now, if I have to think about what my best, my favorite promo is, I mean, it has to be just a, a rock promo, and I'm not even sure not, which one what it about is. The pipe bomb. No, what I'm saying, but my favorite promo, the rock, like that was the most. I was in, uh, the, the, but if the like the rock's promo was like moved me. But the promo I watched the most time is the pipe bomb. Like right. that was the one where I was like the most wowed by sure. because of the fact that we. Whoever breaks kayfabe like that, it was incredible. It was one we uh, earlier we were talking about times where we dipped out of wrestling. It might be interesting to give each give like our hit, when were we in, when were we out. But I wasn't watching wrestling at the time of the pipe bomb, and then the pipe bomb happened. Right, and then yeah. someone was like, "Yo, did you see what CM Punk like? You like wrestling? Did you see that CM Punk thing?" I was like, 
no, and I, I heard about it. I checked it out. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. This is incredible. And I was just hooked, and then I got right back in. I'm like, I got to see this now. I got to see what's going on. This is actually important again. That's probably not just the like my favorite promo, but it's probably the most important moment in wrestling in the last 10 years. Yeah, well, I I think like the big three promos that people say, hey, these are the promos, right? Is Austin three sixteen says I just whooped your ass. But that's not a great promo. It created it a very important. But it is moment. a great no, promo. No, just listen no. to it. It's amazing. It's a great promo. Right. It is a great promo. And and secondly from that, it created literally the most popular yeah, thing in wrestling history. Like people on the street know what Austin three sixteen. They like they might not know what it is, but like oh yeah, Austin three sixteen. Yeah. I, I get. I, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. Pipe bomb. What's the legacy there? I don't, it was awesome. It was amazing. This is your big. This is your big critique. What's my big critique? Like you always say, the it didn't hold up. And no, it, it holds up. This is pipe bomb. Is I love it. I love them. Anyway, the big three are Austin three sixteen, pipe bomb, and probably hard times. So those are like. If you're gonna say what's the greatest promo of all time, it's it's probably one of those three. Right. But the, the Rock, the thing I'm saying is that The Rock's my favorite promo guy yeah. ever. Like every you, time he got the mic, I'd be excited to see him. But you can't point to a specific it, promo. It just was because he did the same gags over and over. I, we, I, I love them. Sure, but you what, can't talk to one promo because he never was vulnerable. Uh, well, here's the, well, there was no like iconic promo. I guess all, all the all the major promos, I guess, They're all the same, right? Are kind of like uh, they let you in a little bit, and then you know. Anyway, maybe maybe not. But I will say this: what you said to me about Jericho. You're like he has no fucking moment. He has no like big right. thing. Like he's not one of the greats because he doesn't. What can you tell me about Jericho? Like show me the moment. And I'm like, I don't know what it is. It's the same thing with the Rock promos. And I think, and I thought my answer was fine. Like he's just always great. Same thing with Rock promos. I don't. I can't name you one Rock promo off the top of my head except but, for like the, the, the ones I, I didn't like. like Jericho Hart, debut is the the one I would think sure. of all first. But like there are, pro I probably had more respect and enjoyment for every Rock promo. Ever than I did for anyone else's promos. Like his his any ho hum day regular day of the week promo by The Rock is fucking excellent. But I don't have like one in my pocket. Like here's the fucking magic. Just turn on any of them. They're all good. I think honorable mention here because Shebs and I watched it this morning is um, <clears throat> the Macho Man Cream uh, yeah. one. Cream not, of the crop. Not because it's so great or anything. It's kind of like the the warrior one you just played. But it's so funny. He's doing like a magic trick with, right. the, with the creamer. Yeah, we were talking. He keeps about like it. he's like pull. He like. Yeah, cream rises to the top. He puts it in his belly. Yeah. care of itself, belly. Yeah. Cream, yeah. You see, at one point, he drops it, and then they hand him one off camera. <laughs> I think a new creamer. The funniest thing to me is just him guy. rotating slowly through all of his promos yes. for no reason. Oh, yeah. And just Mean Gene's, like, contorting himself around him. Hilarious. Well, Mean Gene, he always getting, like, kind of hazed. Right? Like, his thing is always kind of getting <laughs> shit on. The Rock was the king of shitting on the interviewers. Michael so Cole and Kevin good. Kelly, they got eviscerated by the rock. I didn't know they stacked <laughs> donkey crap that high. But I'm saying, like, the, the pipe bomb is the is the most memorable uh, promo to me. And it's weird because, like, I'm, I think we're all in, like, a weird place with CM Punk now, just being like, what, what's, you know, yeah. it looks like he's never coming back. He'll be uh, back. He'll anyway. definitely be back. But what was the legacy of the pipe bomb? I just want to answer that. Yeah. Like, indie wrestlers have taken over WWE. Sure. I don't know if that's the Pipe Bomb's legacy, but you have to attribute some of that to CM Punk. No, also, I would sure. say if you watch the Pipe Bomb now, I don't think it even comes off as a, as big of a deal as it was then, because totally. now they're pushing it. Right. Cena, uh, now they're breaking that wall way more than ever, and that's all because of CM Punk. You're, regardless if you like CM Punk or not, because people like to shit on him, one of the most important wrestlers of all time. For sure. And I'm not, I'm not taking that away from it by saying, oh, what's its legacy? I was just saying, we can all still agree, you know, Regardless of how great the fucking pipe bomb was and how big its legacy was, it's not Austin 316. That's that's something. That's yeah, like a movement. I yeah, mean, the pipe bomb to me, the legacy. The fourth 
prestigious King of the We're doing Ring, it. We're doing Austin. Cold Steve Austin, an incredible victory. The first thing I want to be done is to get that piece of crap out of my ring. <laughs> I just wanted to hear that. All right. I, <laughs> Michael P.S. Hayes there? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, I just love saying get that, get that piece of crap out of my ring <laughs> right after you beat somebody. Yeah, well, I'm, I am biased because I don't, I don't, I don't get CM Punk, but uh, I think the legacy of that, in my opinion, is just showcasing his bad attitude. Felix is that he's kind no, of a let diva. Me just, let me yeah. just make I'm an argument in defense. I'm not. A, I'm at this point. It is. I have a complicated relationship with CM Punk. Sure. I don't know how anyone couldn't. However, I think to defend him, he was still operating in an era whereby those guys weren't given the freedom to do what they do and to be who they were. He's like the borderline guy that basically right. ushers in this new era of indie wrestlers. And I think he had to put up with all the crap mm -hmm. that you had to take to get it to that point where all these guys can be themselves and bring their name from the indies and wrestle yeah. the way they want to wrestle. And Daniel Bryan can get that belt. Like, I think he broke that door. All right, right so you know, listen, listen, listen. You're bringing up two things here. One thing is that uh, who uh, whose cashing was this again? Who cares? Just keep going. Uh, anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, Some guy. Shit, it's bothering me. Some no, jabroni. No, no, good, some, good jabroni. Some jabroni good, who shouldn't deserve to get all his watch. Assume it was a listener of the pod. What, what, what I'm saying is that is that I, I'm saying that he brought up two points in there. I hear from the cashing. One is like. Let's see a punk, and I think we should get back into the dock here and talk CM Punk while we're pivoting sure, into it sure, naturally. Sure. I'm as, punk drunk. As one of the be uh, uh, truly uh, one of the best promo guys of all time, in my opinion. And also, we, uh, and also, this also brings up Mike. He was like, yo, Mike matters more to me than anything this guy yep. said, which I think yep. we all kind of agree on. Yes. And then that makes me think about all these guys who are in New Japan who are supposedly the best in the world and don't really touch the microphone that much or are doing, you know, not, not getting on TV every single week with the mic. So... Yeah. What, what do you think? Because a lot of them are just never miking it up, right? But we've seen a lot of these sort of like shoot promos from New Japan guys now. Like, you know, Tamatanga comes to mind. Yeah, you talk about Cody does some. Uh, oh, Juice Robinson. Juice, Juice Robinson. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of that stuff. How do you do? You feel like those are great promos, or they're just like tapping into something interesting, like ECW did, or like they're just letting these guys Robinson roll? Promos are very overhyped, in my yeah, opinion. I think, I think so which too. Is very, yeah. Which is uh, as people will give me shit on that. I do think it's very cool the humility he shows. I like when he's. I like, like that too. Yeah. I like that too. I like that he's like. Being like, I'll go home and like, like I like that. He's like, I'll, I'll, you know, like if I can't beat this guy, and if you look, if you don't think Omega's the best in the world, then you're just wrong and stupid. Like that, and he's mad at himself for losing. Like, like I'm, I'm not, champion, and he goes like, I'm not at that level. Like I'm not cool. as good as him. The, the, by the way, that's the, a Japanese culture thing. That like what? that degree of humility. That's true. That's true. That I think that plays to that crowd really well. Like I don't know if you just saw the new Empress of Japan. <laughs> yeah. Said like uh, she's nervous about. She's yeah, nervous she's about Robinson Mark, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, she, yeah. She, she doesn't know if she can live up to the role. It's like it's a very it's a Japan. There's a lot of humility. Well, Arlen's yeah, a time. businessman. He read the chrysanthemum well, I, and the sword. Uh, absolutely. And, he, and the ghost in the shell. An I'm more. I'm more into. He also just guys for the record. Arlen cast ghost in the shell. So I'm more. <laughs> throw hand, yeah. hate on him. I get it. No, I'm, but I'm more into like Chinese like uh, uh, romance of the three kingdoms. So yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. You're you're more into the Shanghai fist. What, what's Cena's new lightning move? fist? Lightning. What's what it called? Fresh move. <laughs> I love it. Uh, five finger stinger. I love it. I love it. I love it because it's perfect Cena kayfabe. It's so, bullshit. How do you feel uh, about promos like what Omega's doing, what Cody Rhodes is doing? Right, like so how let's do, you do that, and then we'll get to CM Punk, right? I just so, want to say my two of my favorite promos. Is when oh yeah, we got to, I got a couple more too. Yeah. I don't even know if these count because I don't know if the promos. But when uh, Miz like unloaded on Daniel Bryan, like, in kind oh, of, like we were yeah, talking about, oh, it. we should pull. Yeah, we kind of like transitioned into like the new he, Miz. It became so a promo. It wasn't a. It was an right. interview that became a promo. So right. it was if you guys are listening at home or at work, must watch. It's on. It's a talking smack episode where Miz and Daniel Bryan get into a huge blowout, and and truly, we don't really know. 
And maybe we still don't know today if it was a little bit of a work or a little bit or just all shoot. I think it was a little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. But like Miz is, the, just to give you the gist of what's going on, so you get a, if you don't know the promo or what we're talking about, is that Daniel Bryan is attacking Miz and saying, you're not a good wrestler. You're match. You're you're bad in the ring. You don't know what we do, and you're, you're soft. And you're soft, and you suck. Yeah. And Miz is going. You were never that fucking good. And guess what? Your day is over. No, yeah. Well, no. His main point was, I might wrestle soft, but you don't even wrestle anymore because right. you wrestle like an idiot. And I'm it, here every night, day in and day out, yeah. delivering for these fans. So like. What's the you yeah, what's know, the your yeah. is not valid. And I think the most brutal point that he makes is to Daniel Bryan, he says, If if you love wrestling so much, go wrestle. Go wrestle somewhere else. That was yeah, that's amazing. That's, that's the a killer, that's a killer yeah. point. Yeah. That's the hook. Yeah. He's but like, it, it's also the jugular a little. It's like he went that's why you have to believe it's real. It There's feels some, like that's what got Daniel Bryan to start like working back out to try to get back in. <laughs> well, Maybe. I mean, how do you how do you counter that? If you yeah. love wrestling so much, why don't you go back to those if you love those bingo holes so much, go fucking wrestle. You don't get cleared here? Yeah. Fine, don't wrestle here. If you love wrestling, go wrestle, man. What are you doing here? The other thing that's amazing about that um promo is you see basically Miz is there doing an interview. Yeah. And it's just it's clearly, you know, uh work. Uh but it's clearly two guys who don't really like each and other. They in clearly real life. don't really like each other. Yeah. Miz like almost loses his mind for a moment and starts screaming at Daniel Bryan, and then you see him catch himself and be like, wait. I'm a professional wrestler. I'm going to cut a promo right now. Like yeah. Yeah. you can actually see it in his eyes. It was like when I stunned the, an audience member. <laughs> uh, so, but it's that, it's that one, and then just one that makes me laugh all the time is the formation of the uh, the Mega Powers because just the Hogan is so funny in that. With the are we going to go to the stratosphere, man? <laughs> the ionosphere and uh, uh, <laughs> Macho Man's like he's like uh, uh, what does he say? He's like I'm a. He says I'm not going to. Is it is it. He's like, I'm not going to come down for a long period of time. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's a, that meme well, that was like, yo, when you do drugs for the first when time. You and your friends do you mushrooms pro- for the first what was, time. What's the Hogan movie? We watched him do a promo today, and he's flexing, but he's flexing like... Yeah, 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 yeah. Why is he, he like shaking? Yeah, but why is he shaking when he? They always put. A, they're always trying to show the the, the like your the, the pack muscle in yeah. like a weird way. Uh, yeah, bodybuilder thing. I have it right here actually. But uh, um, <laughs> yeah, cool. So I mean, the, oh here, there it is. This is Hogan when he's tomato red. <laughs> it's like it's like insane. This is, this is where the power lies. Yeah, this is when he's pointing to his hand. This is where the power power lies. Promos, 1986, November 29th. And he has a bandana over his face for some It's reason. really weird. It's, it's like hanging out by a thread. <laughs> on his eyebrow. It's oh, like yeah, yeah, draped yeah. into his eye socket for no reason. I mean, it's like nutty. A lot of times, the promos from that era, the good ones, the one that stood out, were fucking nutbag promos. It's like that Ultimate Warrior one. It's the cream of the crop. You're like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Oh, yeah. Or the Guyena, when he's talking about uh, Tito, uh, what's his fucking name? Tito Santana? I think so. When he's like, he's like... Uh, You'll be a uh, if you walk into if, or if you leave the ring with the belt, you can consider yourself a lucky, lucky Tito. But he's like, but like, what we're gonna call you is Gaina, and he takes out a fucking garbage can yeah. from behind his cape. Yeah, just so ridiculous. I also feel like we you lucky. have to mention Jake the Snake when you're talking about. So there is a yeah. promo. If we're going through the best promos of all time, it's it's a very short promo. It's known as uh, wallowing in the muck of avarice. Oh, it's a great example of just what Jake the Snake. Did. Psychology. Psychology. He wasn't, you know, like Flair. You were knocking him for like, he's yelling, he's screaming. This was just a cool, calm.
calm dude. You know when someone's fucking a psycho and they're just talking to you like, hey man, why don't you just back yeah, off yeah, right now? Freaky. That's Jake the Snake. Here's the deal, man. Yeah. Let me tell you how bad I'm, I'm going to fucking kill you right now. Like a guy who doesn't raise his voice, but he's like raising the stakes a little bit. Uh, it's, it's him on the million dollar man just sort of like saying like, Dude, you're making people do all this stuff for money. You're disgusting. Yeah. You're a disgusting person. I'm going to make you beg for this money like you make these people beg. It's really cool. Yeah. I also watched the promo the other day of uh, Ric Flair when he disrobes in the ring. In <laughs> it's WCW. a fantastic promo. And the, my favorite line is he ends the promo by saying, when you come back from commercial, like he's in his underwear. He strips down to his underwear and he goes, when we come back from commercial break, I'll be naked. <laughs> yeah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> It's the kookiest Hogan face ever. It's it's uncomfortable to watch. It looks like he's like taking a shit and like having a seizure at the same time. Uh, what about this guy? What? Beat out of him. Mentioned rednecks, Arden was like, "Hey, come on, man!" Yeah, thank you, brother. Uh, yeah, that's so. Uh, by the way, calling your wife a golden retriever uh, is it's very funny, up, but it's very funny. It's a very nice dog. But <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. So what dog was the Bobby Roode line? What, do you remember when Bobby Roode? Yeah, he said to Roddy Strong, he was like, "Your wife's uh, not even that hot." Yeah, he, no, he said, "Your wife's." It's unbelievable. Your wife's oh. not even that bad looking. Right, 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 right. That's really <laughs> great. Uh, Marie, like, Marina Marina uh, Shafir would yeah. would uh, starch Bobby Roode <laughs> like in Probably. real life. Is she MMA fighter. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's one of the four horsewomen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The four horsewomen. I told so, you. Everyone. So, I've told everybody. I don't care about the four nah, horsewomen at all. They're, they're the four and, horsewomen and, of MMA, not of yeah, yeah, of, yeah. Your, of fight. It's overhyped nonsense. But I, uh, we'll see. Maybe it'll be cool. Uh, You're gonna love it when it happens. Yeah. Let's 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 let's. So let's talk about. Do you guys want to go the punk route or the Omega route? I need to mention just by name and date three promos. Okay, go. Because we did not once say Kane Dewey. 
which is the best uh, Mick Foley promo yeah. of all time. It's uh, ECW 1995. I don't have the exact. It's probably in, you could probably find the internet. Let me more forward. than anyone else in that ECW dressing room, Tommy Dreamer. Maybe more than anybody else in the wrestling industry, you are willing to pay the price to sweat, to bleed, to suffer. You're willing to bear that cross, and I say, Tommy, don't do it. Hello, flavor. You see, Apricot. in order to sacrifice and bear that cross for them, it means I've got to suffer too. And I'm telling you, from the voice of experience, that they're not worth it, Tommy. They're not worth it. You see, you've got the choice, not me. Flavor. I made my bed of nails, and now I've got no other choice but to be power-bombed on it. But you see, Tommy, the world is smiling at you. The wrestling business is smiling at you. And don't you frown back on it. What flavor? Coconut. <laughs> what, are you showing another one? <laughs> to a very deciding point in my life. What are you doing? A time when I believed in <laughs> What are you doing? What flavor? Coconut? A time when I thought that my... <laughs> right, stop. stop. This is a good part of the promo. This is the... Do you remember the night, Tommy Dreamer? Because it's embedded in my skull. It's embedded in my heart. And it's embedded in every nightmare that I will ever have again. As Terry Funk took a bottle and began slicing and dicing... Cactus Jack, the pain was so much, Tommy, that I'll be honest with you, I wanted to say, I quit Terry Funk, I give. I waved the flag and I'm a coward. Please don't cut me anymore. <laughs> when I saw my saving grace, you see, Tommy, I looked out into that audience, my adoring crowd, and I saw two simple words that changed my life. Cain... Dewey, somebody had taken the time and the effort and the thought to make a sign that said Cain Dewey. And I saw other people around as every moment in my life stopped and focused in on that sign. And the pain that shot through my bigotti became a distant memory replaced by the pain that will be embedded in my skull till my dying day. Kane Dewey. Kane Dewey. Dewey Foley is a three-year-old boy. You sick sons of bitches! <laughs> you ripped out my heart! You took everything I believed in and you flushed it down the damn toilet! You flushed my heart! You flushed my soul! And now it sickens me to sit back and see other people making the same mistake! You see, Tommy Dreamer, I gotta listen to my little Punching boy. himself in the face. Mm -hmm. Every Fantastic. Uh, a Foley promo's like no other promo. No I mean, one can do what he does. That promo That's has, why he's in the 90s. I yeah. wrote this line down because it's so funny. He he refers to Paul Heyman, I think, I guess, right? Yeah. As a, a scumbag who runs a pissant pawn shop in Philadelphia. Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah the, the, the gist of the rest of that promo is he's saying, Tommy Dreamer, 
ECW's not worth it, man. Don't who cares? Go to WCW. It's better. I have to be here. I have to deal with fucking Paul Heyman, who yeah. runs. A, I have a piss and pawn shop in Philadelphia. It's just really great. The promo that we watched uh, this morning. Yeah. Uh, what was that? A Foley? Yeah. So there's there's a trio of great Foley promos from this angle, all from 1995. The other two, I'll give you dates. We're not going to play them. Uh, one, I guess we'll just call uh, your disgrace to professional wrestling. It's uh, March 10th, 1995. You can catch it on the network, ECW Hardcore TV 128. And that one, is that the one that I was showing you that was because uh, I just was him comment. talking about like him being in Germany and losing he his ear? He looks incredible in that promo. His sure. hair is incredible. rocking. So that promo, the gist of that rocking. promo. Yeah. I mean, it's, I would call it main. top ten main. hair. Oh, King Dewey's where his hair looks amazing. No, they, it's all the same year, guys. They, they, his hair looks like that. I never, his hair I, changed. <laughs> Mick Foley, to me, in that era, he deserves credit for being a guy who You're so looks, obsessed with hair, it's uh, hilarious. So obsessed. Uh, <laughs> bald. Looks, You're so yeah. bald. You're so, it's so it's, you it's, think you can get understand? to the bottom of it? Do you understand? He doesn't, because Dan's bullshit is he's no. like, I'm balding. I'm like, barely. Yeah. Barely. <laughs> if I had hair. All I like, notes for your hair, no man. If I had hair, like, when, uh, well, it's grown in. It was about I as short to, as yours. I want you to. It was as short. I can't, I can't go bald. I go zero. Uh, yeah, that's where I like this is this is but just grown in. how frequently do you buzz it? I mean, I am, I'm I'm in a relationship. I don't have to impress anybody. So it's You're on UCB Radio Podcast Network. Coming at you guys. Uh, hour six is we're talking buzz cuts. I'm, really, talking, I'm the hair. number one folly doc in the biz. Yeah. Uh, no hair radio with the bald boy. No, everybody. Your girlfriend. Get I went, yourself a buzz cut. I went, I went zero when we did the, uh, when, what was that show? Where I did Terminator Nerds. Terminator Nerds. So uh, the 17th. Did, uh, see, I'm buzzing it down every two, three days. Yeah, Keep I just don't, you tight. know. Your so, Terminator Nerds performance. Uh, uh, a stone cold. Could go on Botchamania. You, you didn't catch the, you didn't catch the. Yeah, the and stuff. I mean, I'm not believing my girlfriend, but it was her fault. The, <laughs> this uh, is why he doesn't buzz his hair, because she gave you a bad toss. Yeah, um, but if I had long hair, bro. I mean, I would never stop headbanging. I would always be just like waving my head. It was just like a helicopter of hair always. My dream is that I just, I've never been able to experience it even when I was a kid and I had hair. I wanted to have like long straight hair. So that I could come out of a pool, and you have to do that thing like hair flip. Up where you push your hair the back. Thing that I sometimes that hot chicks in eighties movies yeah. do. Like sometimes Phoebe, you wanted to emerge from a swimming pool. Like yeah, Phoebe like Phoebe Cates in like uh, Fast Times. <laughs> no, but in that promo, he knows how rocking his hair is because he keeps, he keeps playing, playing with, with his it. hair. Yeah, he's like, teasing you, he's he taunting knows you. Do. Also, he's like missing a tooth, and I'm like, this guy looks pretty handsome. Oh, I mean, he's low key handsome. That's the weird thing. Without a tooth, Mick Foley is a really good looking guy. Yeah, was. No, no, no. Well, was. I'm just saying, like, his face is nice. His eyes are nice. He looks fucking great yeah. without a tooth. I've never seen just, a guy look just, handsome without a tooth. He just beat the shit out of himself to shit. Like he's knocking teeth out of his head. He's ripping his ear off. He put on a lot of weight. He put on a lot to of weight. Bumps, you know, <laughs> just to take bumps. Uh, so uh, <laughs> he says that he did that on purpose. That's a stupid move because fat has more nerve endings in it than muscle. So fat hurts way more. He doesn't, yeah, care, he doesn't care about how much it feels. He sacrifices to the pain. It was so that his structural body could like <laughs> keep doing it. If you're like stick skinny, you break in half it, easier. Yeah, if, you're, yeah. if you're like a, a, a bigger object. I did not know fat had more nerves than. The muscle. I did not know that. Um, fact from but, Dr. Uh, Newman. Oh wait, you want to? You want to give Newman some notes on his hair? I just want him to take it all the. He said he's buzzing it every like couple weeks. I'm doing it every two three days. I, do I want it, him to take it down all the way. I do it probably once a month. Can we? Can right. we I'm get doing it every it literally every three days. I buzz my hair. So uh, yeah, so right. I'm doing it this In morning. In terms of hair, my wife sometimes she'll come out of that shower. Her hair is like soaking wet, and like yeah, you know, so it'll be slicked back, so you don't see that it's, it's a ponytail. You know, mm -hmm. it's a long, it's long hair, but you see it's like just it'll look like sh uh, she'll CM brush punk. it. It looks like. Sh 
short, cool guy. Like, yeah, like, like, cool Ziggler, like, mm. like when it's Ziggler was platinum blonde and won the first time he had yeah. a title, like right. that stuck like, to his head. And you're like, I, I would kill yeah. for that hair sure. as a man. Like, you know, like I, used, I used to have it, bro. Imagine what it feels like if you used to have it. I don't know if you had what I'm talking about. I had you in my, had, you in had my heyday in my long hair, like right. long, like shoulder below the shoulders, almost the nips. I was there, man. I'll show you a picture. You, I, you had a, you had a. My wife, you had great hair, so but you had a run where both Dan and I independently were like, we got to talk to Shep. His hair doesn't look right. You know, funny thing about <laughs> she has that, she has that long ass hair till he's what twenty seven or something like that. So yeah. yeah, long hair, and then he once he cut it, he started getting all these women because it, because it's, he had a haircut that was like um, he had a haircut that was like Velma, wow. like it was like past the shoulder and it it, fl- it flowered out a little. Well, at check the out his Facebook profile picture. Because that's that's for like when I was rocking, but I also did some stuff like. Some hair work. I'll, like, did you ever see the Zappa photo? Is the background of me? Of your phone still your no, hair. No, it changes the chat once we. Got it was the there for how many years? The background of your phone. Ten, ten years. Ten sure. years. It was your hair. Hair. Change your voicemail. How long has it been that voicemail? Oh, fuck you, off. Your voicemails are terrible. Yeah. For a funny guy, yeah, your voicemails right, are always on Newman, funny. Newman, look at this fucking style. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Let me see. Fucking A. He's like Frank Zappa. Oh yeah. my God. Full he looks like Frank Zappa. Zappa. Yeah. But I, I want to say this. Uh, this is not a, you had great hair. That, not, was, that was some I'm hair, man. That, I'm saying there's a thickness of, there's something about women's hair yeah. that men don't, like, they don't get it unless you're Triple H. Well, because guys' like, hair is couple, innately pubier. Only a couple guys have this <laughs> it just thing. It is. It's innately pubier. Yeah, they're called yeah, Italians. Like, pubi- like, women's hair can get, like, really soft because they also do a lot of product and stuff. Guys' hair is just, like, a little coarse. No, but it's also thing that, like, a man's hair, no matter who you are, to leave that, what was that stuff you used to put in leave-in condition? <laughs> I don't know. Bumble. You used to bumble. Every, bumble? You used to put that leave-in conditioner oh. in all the time. Yeah, yeah. he has a little leave-in conditioner on his back hair, <laughs> on his his little ass pouch. Incredible. <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, all right, the other, okay. the other. Wait, here's one other amazing thing I want to share about Chebs. When he comes out <laughs> We're of the about sh- promos. when he comes out of the shower, he needs to sit on a chair with a fan <laughs> directed towards his testicles, and then he takes another small towel and he flaps flap it over air. his Why? exposed gotta, penis and I testicles. Air dry as quick as possible because he says he's so hairy he can't <laughs> like he's got to <laughs> because like, because once I get dressed there's so much moisture. <laughs> Like, think about how quick your skin dries. Boy, think about how quick your hair dries. Your hair is going to dry so, slower. So, <laughs> at least 10% of the time, if you, first of all, he has such a morning routine, it goes on for hours. If you walk into his room, he's sitting there, he has one leg up on his desk. He wakes up at 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and he's flapping a bro, towel over him. Bro, just fucking get in there. Yeah. Get in there, it'll dry There's faster. Dude, you don't think I'm drying as hard as I can with a towel? You also oh, need a hair dryer. I'm not. That's crazy. Also, if I just blow dry my balls, I blow dry my balls. <laughs> you and Natter used to blow dry. Why can't you just your use Gold Bond? It's not. Like a you gotta get rid of the water first. There's moisture there. That that's not what a towel. Is. Just towel off. You don't they know what's talc's going on no with good me. Now. You, you can't rock the talc anymore either. Yeah, talc's bad for so you. So I had this question. Well, the other starch. thing is, Shebs would talk about summer in the subway because that would it was <laughs> no. really adversely affected. I got a picture of Shebs that maybe one day I'll release to the Cow Universe. I got a picture of Shebs. Maybe one day I'll release. Maybe. So oh his boy. air conditioning. <laughs> we're sharing an apartment I together. Hate the summertime. It's too humid. I don't do good in humidity. <laughs> He's getting defensive already. No, I'm not defensive. It. I'm just explaining. He he also has a disorder where his testicles go. I have more sack. 
know they go bright red and it expl- it like swells up. I have a lot of sack. And when it gets humid, the sack is gonna rub against the th- the inner thigh. Uh, so you gotta separate the sack from the thigh, what? or you gotta really treat it well. You gotta oh put a lot of product God. in there. This, is, this podcast is going full on 90s. I'm, I'm gonna show Anosh and Newman a picture that maybe one day I will release, but more than likely I won't to the to the cow I think that picture, if you release it, that'll be damaging to you. It's on this. What is it's happening? one of the greatest? It involves Dan Black as well. <laughs> what is it? Uh, what That's else? One of those, uh, okay, nose day noses. From, I'll uh, describe it to the community. Yeah, it's covering the whole thing. It's amazing. So Dan Black is wearing a Goldberg shirt, a vintage Goldberg shirt, yeah, I'm ready and to he's go. got he's got a microphone. He's ready to host the podcast. Shebs is completely naked. <laughs> he looks like Doctor Manhattan. Except that I had bought a, a CVS red nose, the dollar donation, yeah. and he put it on the tip of his penis. And um, I have no memory of this. And you, you can have see no my feet. You can see my feet in it because I'm laying in bed taking the picture. Well, clearly I was Let me see this picture. Yeah, it's a clown Uh, Let me see this thing. I'm kind of glad you guys didn't invite me to WrestleMania. Well, the thing is, wait, Chips, this is when you were not really present at Mania? No, no, that was, no, that the year was before. two years ago. That was the year yeah. before. Uh, that was a great time. We had uh, a good time. No, that no it had to be 33 because I had the Goldberg shirt it on. It wasn't because why no, the fuck 34 then? What? This is the last one, actually, maybe. It's WrestleMania 34. This is New Orleans. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. That's New Orleans? Yeah. So at least I was in good enough shape to put that together. Is the... Is the clown nose part of your regimen for <laughs> yeah, yeah, so every morning I got to air dry the balls. I got to slap a clown nose on my cock. And I put on a doink wig on my pubes, like bright green. And I put a little face paint, a little smiley Things on my balls. Yeah, so, so I put a little grease paint on my I'm nuts. I'm saying like, yo, uh, that, that right. Then I go entertain cancer kids at the hospital. No, no, fun fact about Sack that Adams. red nose. Sack you bought Adams. That, you I bought, bought it. You bought that. We were, when we were in there, Goldberg's wife was in line in front of us. And you were wearing a Goldberg. Shirt. And I was wearing a Goldberg shirt, and she didn't say anything, and I didn't bother her. You bought that, and then we went back and did that? Yes. Yeah. Have you guys seen the Goldberg in the Dodge commercial right now? Yes. No. He Is looks Santa? like he lost. He's so much less inflated yeah. than when he We got a Jew playing well, Santa. Goldberg was complaining so much, but that lead up to WrestleMania 34, 33. He didn't want to work out. He was just like, yo, it's too much eating. It's like, it's too much to eat. Yeah. That was his big thing, so That's he probably doesn't mess. like to eat like that. Yeah. All right, anyway, guys, this is a pro I, wrestling podcast. I, barely. I, I, I was barely. talking about some... <laughs> A very important Mick Foley promos from ECW. Some of your balls to go. I don't know how this happened. <laughs> they are unique. They're, well, he so has wait. a unique disorder. So it's not the that- picture I have of Shebs is. Put this back on track. No, no, no. You guys won't let me say this story. I go for. I don't give a fuck. I love it. We lived in an apartment together, and the the air conditioning unit in Sheb's room wasn't working great. Right. And it was the summer. It was mad hot. Hate the summer. So, uh, so, (laughs) so a couple things happened. He's in his room. The lights on. Sheb's always goes to sleep with the lights on. So (laughs) I pass out. He passes out easily because he doesn't like to commit to going to sleep. He's all about. a pride thing. Everything with Shebs is all about pride. It's like, I'm not tired, you're tired, motherfucker. Committing to going to sleep is like admitting weakness. So it'll never be like I'm going to sleep. It's like, no, nah, I'm going to watch I'm gonna watch the whole series of Mad Men before I go to sleep. But then he falls asleep before you, okay? So so anyway, I go in there and be like, yo, Shebs. So I go in there to his room, the room and he's sitting in his bed, but he's sitting up, okay, against the pillow in his bed, but he's sleeping head down, but his ball sack is hanging out of his boxer's holes. <laughs> so I'm wearing boxers, and, and I took my nuts through the boxer's hole. They're bright red. Well, because it's no joke in the summer. I get I get heat rash. 
My sack and my thighs meet in the sweltering heat. It's sticky. It's sweltering. It's gooey. And I get prickly heat. I get a heat rash on my nuts and thighs. Gold Bond, by the way, is great for that. Not good yeah, enough. Yeah, but the talc is bad. So I use the like, triple medicated. It's not. I need fucking quadruple medicated. You can't go with the green. I don't. I. I, I, yeah, I fuck talc with the cornstarch. Talc's out. Original strength. All right. All right. So can I just talk about these quick, yes. real quick? Mick, Vol- right. Arlen, the one I showed We're you today. We're still talking about that promo from an hour ago where the guy asked, "What's our favorite promos?" And we just talked about Sheb's balls. That's what he asked about. Right, let's go. You, yeah. If you play it backwards <laughs> and you hear it in reverse, oh, he, yeah, he yeah. makes a pack with the de- de- uh, devil and then asks about my balls. Yeah. Uh, March 10th, 1995, the promo I showed on this morning was Mick Foley, was Cactus Jack at the time, and he's talking about how wrestling gets zero respect. All his friends thought he was a fucking idiot because he wanted to do wrestling. When he lost his ear in Germany, the nurse was like, I thought this was fake. What, what the fuck? Uh, and then he was just saying, like, it, he's a laughing stock, and, and it's not worth it. Like, yeah, don't he get, looks awesome. He looks incredible. It's a very badass promo. He says he sacrificed himself, and he knows now that it was for nothing. Wrestling will never be respected. Okay. Interesting promo. Uh, the other great one from that era that a lot of people maybe don't know about uh, is called the Uncle Willie promo. <laughs> it's September 5th, 1995 at ECW. It's Cactus Jack. The main gist is he says the reason he's attacking Tommy Dreamer is for a greater reason. Even though he did bad, it's for a better reason. And he compares it to, uh, I believe he compares it to uh, dropping the atomic bomb on Japan. He's like, it was a despicable act. His Uncle Willie like, brought the bombs on his shit. He's like, I hate him, Uncle Willie, for that. He's not a hero. But it was for a better reason. Like there was a bigger, higher cause. He claims right. he actually claims that his uncle was a yeah, on, on the Enola Gay. <laughs> well, he says his uncle was on the ship that brought oh. the the warheads over to the troops and in, into the right. armed forces in Japan. That's so funny. Insane. All right. Uncle Willie promo. Good stuff. Anyway, Foley is amazing. My balls are hot in the summer. <laughs> yeah, all right, great. Do we want to rank uh, Sheb's balls? Like, do we put that in the top? I don't know. Left <laughs> one is 85, right one, 92. All right, where, where are we moving on to now? You guys want to go to, I got I got a, well, we did I got a business cash-in for Arlen, but uh, should we hit Arlen with the business well, cash-in? Well, I think now that you said it, we should, but I thought you were going to talk about the promo, someone had the cash-in on, like, the... I don't know, like the Japan promos or something. What are we talking about? No, we're talking about Omega. We're gonna go Omega, into Omega yeah. or Punk. Those are the two things I would like. I would like to talk about these things. We got a bunch of questions that relate to this. Okay, so that's where we're gonna go. Let's let's just get into CM Punk. Let's right. do it. Okay, so all right. CM Punk, I have, and we're going to get back into the document. The summit continues. Uh, so CM Punk, I have a 91 on my ranking sheet, okay? Now, I know he's worth discussing because he's a controversial uh, figure. And uh, where are you guys at on CM Punk? And uh, and we just we already discussed kind of the, the, the pipe bomb here. But uh, and I got some cash ins here, so let's just actually let's kick it off with a cash in just, just to to go into the CM Punk discussion. All right, yeah, let's get into What's it. What's up, fellas? It's your part timer, the king of the cash in, Mr. J R K Jerk Mills, baby. And just before I begin, and I know that sounds like the one percenters whoop ass, but I am a man of the people, and it is Miller time. So let me get started. I want to talk to you about one of my favorite wrestlers, CM Punk. See, I know he's been a bit of an asshole lately, but I think we can all agree that CM Punk is talented. I think CM Punk would have gotten over in any era, but make no mistake, CM Punk is overrated. See, the thing about Punk is that he happened to come along at just the right time. And I know I said he would have gotten over in any era, but let's be honest, let's not pretend that CM Punk is something that he's not. Would Punk have gotten over in the 80s and 90s? Yeah, 
as a manager. See, Punk is lightning on the stick, but if you think he's holding down that belt for 434 days against a prime late 80s Hogan or a 1998 Steve Austin, then I just don't know what to tell you because you're delusional and you should probably consider seeking help. CM Punk happened to come along right as Super Cena was reaching his peak. Punk's particular brand of anti-establishment rhetoric was exactly what WWE's fans wanted in 2011. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. Vince McMahon deserves at least as much credit for Punk's breakout as Punk does. People say Vince doesn't listen to fans, but if you think Punk is getting on TV and cutting that pipe bomb without Vince's say-so, you're a fucking moron. Look, CM Punk is like the office of professional wrestling. CM Punk is a good performer. The office is a good TV show. Punk won five world titles. The Office won five Emmys. The Swamp loves Punk. And if I've learned anything from my time on Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, and J-Date, it's that The Office is apparently the greatest thing that's ever happened in the history of television. But come on. Is The Office really the greatest TV show in the world? Like, who's walking around going, oh, top three TV shows of all time? Yeah, uh, number one is The Office. Number two is The Wire. And number three is, uh, it's The Office again. No one. No one is doing that. And if they are, they're morons too. Guys, CM Punk is great, but he's only the guy you remember him being because he happened to come along at the right time. Have a nice day, boys. The jerk is off. No cheers off. No cheers off. That's Aside all I, from that, though, I think that was a, an expert <laughs> cash in. Well, I'll like, tell you, Jack Mills, I asked Jack Mills to cash in. I, I personally asked him uh, to give me his underrated, overrated, because I know he has hot takes. I know he's a very knowledgeable dude on, uh, on, on pro wrestling. So, l- look, let's talk about time. I, I think that's an interesting point. Does time, is, that, is timing, because you showed up at the right time, the right place, is that a negative? You know what um, I mean? Like, hmm. Okay, sorry, go ahead. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm posing I, I, that, that to That was you. the one thing I really disagreed with from his, uh, first of all, yeah. great, great cash-in. Always great audio <laughs> yeah. quality as well. Great quality, great point, great delivery. Nice I don't think work. he came along at the wrong time. I think he came along, like, I just made a point earlier to Newman that I thought Punk came along at a very unique time. He is the he is the line between the previous era and sort of this indie era. Well, you know, he's saying he came along at the right time. That's why he's so good. Well, I guess why he's even that's why no, he got no, the whole But the my point is I feel days. like he came along at a difficult time well, my, because he preceded the whole era where his type of wrestler was appreciated and adopted. Did he what come at the about? right Did he come at the right time? What do you mean? So I'm saying, well, Dan, you're saying Jack Mills has said yeah. that CM Punk came along at the right time. I'm the, saying the, he came along at the wrong time. He and, had to do and, all and, the heavy lifting. Right, and Arlen is saying exactly what he just said, that it wasn't the right time. CM Punk fucking, it was made hard, it harder time. for him. Yeah. Made it and that's time. kind of well, what my he, point is, is did he come along at the right time, or does does it look like that? Because when he came, everything changed. Well, here's what I say. He changed this, this, is, this is a big I, argument I, between I, I'm the somewhere in the middle. Yeah. This is an argument that we always have. Like, I think Shebs leans more towards, like, those kind of, uh, uh, I don't know what to call them, but, like, like more of those things are like ah, it's just timing. Right. L- like I that. think there's a lot and, of and, and Arlen's more of the like the man makes the time, and I I tend to lean that way as well. Like I don't like to take success away from people because of any kind of circumstance. Like success is success to me. You know what I mean? So I don't see that as like a, a as like a negative or anything. But I also think Jack was pretty good at pointing out like he would have got over in any time. His only basically we. Nothing he said discredits this 91 ranking. Uh, As a matter of fact, it made me think that he kind of agrees. Because he's like, if you think he's as good as these guys who we're putting in the high 90s, then you're sadly mistaken, and we're not mistaken there. This is what we've all agreed. So the main question is, is he go 
I still think that. Did you think anything Jack Mills said would bar CM Punk from breaking the 89 to 90 ceiling? Breaking that? Did I think anything Jack said means we can no longer we can, we can't put CM Punk in the 90s? No, what I'm saying is that it, it, did anything he say means he should be knocked down to 89? No, he's just saying, hey, the timing was right for this guy, which we're kind of saying. We don't think so. In this room, we're saying he made the timing right. I, I think and, and the argument about moments like that. I'm saying like the the pipe bomb moment to me. It's like when you have one moment like yeah. that. That's enough to break the ceiling, right? Totally. Well, let me tell you this. Uh, like I said, I wasn't watching wrestling at the time. I saw this with zero context. Uh, we were in the same boat. Right. Both of us heard like, "Have you heard? You got to see what Punk's did. You wore a skull I was watching shirt. I told you to watch it. Oh, were you? I think he yeah. did. I think Arlen did. That's awesome. So thanks, man. But. uh it's not I didn't say oh wow look he's at the right time uh, you know the wrestling has been like this it's great to see a guy like that no I hadn't been watching with zero context I saw that I'm like this guy's a fucking star well, we were also punk fans me and Shebs were we at punk's right. debut right uh, in, uh, at ECW, ECW in the, in the Highland Ballroom. Ballroom yeah right that uh, was a great show yeah we were there and we saw CM Punk debut and actually when he had his uh, promos leading up where you, we were both like he was cutting these promos being like I'm straight edge and uh, we were both like uh, I think we were, I was being like uh, that's a little weird, but this guy looks cool. He looked we're, cool and he had a cool attitude. We were like, this guy seems cool. Well, he was in a gray zone, right? He was kind of being like, I'm a straight edge, so like, whatever. We like, were watching wrestling when he debuted a lot. Yes, but that was like, what, 2006, right. maybe? Right, because you liked his whole sequence. Uh, I loved his finisher sequence at the time, which was the, it was it was like, uh, it was into an anaconda choke, but it started with like, an in, from in the corner, no, it was like a gargoyle suplex from the corner type thing. It was awesome. Right, but it had it was like a couple of chained combos. It was like, like a Mortal slam. Kombat. It was a slam into, into a, a submission. submission, and it looked really cool and it was great. I happen to fucking hate the GTS. GTS sucks. It's a big knock against absolutely Punk for me. But his a original, really bad finish. His original finishers were awesome. The very brief argument for Punk to be in the '90s is that he had the most important moment of the last ten years, and the intangible sort of point that I'm making around the fact that he is the borderline between. WWE constructed people and indie wrestlers being accepted. And right. he did a lot of the heavy lifting to get there. I the uh, argument, 100% agree with that. The yeah. argument against CM Punk being in the 90s is that he has had a ton of shitty matches. His in-ring work wasn't that great. He didn't have a lot of super stellar moments. He had he had his number one on the list, but it, it's not a bunch of consistent awesome moments. And he's a super uncool guy that is doing everything he can to shit on wrestling whenever he can. I disagree. I don't, I don't count what he does. What he does now has no bearing on me, with me, to his ranking as a wrestler. Hulk Hogan getting caught on tape using racial slurs. I'm not counting that when I say he's but in the top But to be fair, five. Booker T got caught on tape using racial slurs for First, okay, Yo, I'm just saying. Want, uh, uh, Dan, back to you. I want. Uh, I think CM Punk's had a bunch of big moments. His contract signing moment with, with the ice cream bars moment was fucking awesome. Awesome. He, I mean, his rock feud was awesome. Uh, his Straight Edge Society was dope. He only the Straight Edge Society doesn't age well because he hypes. He talks about how great it was. <laughs> right. And it, it was okay. It yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. It, wasn't like, like it was a really cool idea. But then he was like, "I'm giving you a plus story, and this doesn't headline a mania." Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, he's certainly a fucking an annoying. Whiny Punk's a guy who I could he's never in the be Bret friends Hart with. Can't. He's like Bret Hart. Right. Who, They're definitely friends. I love friends. Bret Hart. I love he, him. No, no, Bret. but not as a guy guy. I'm fine with it. You just get that great promo for the Cow Nation. You're going to say he's a bad guy. Oh, Bret Hart, you, you guys are going to shit on Bret Hart. He's by far the biggest get this podcast has ever had. And Yo, you're going to shit on him? CM, CM Punk, uh, when he, I, if you watch his DVD... 
like his like a, a doc thing. It, it, he talks about like he's like a big like rancid fan, and like they show a clip of him on the side of the stage hanging out with rancid, and he's like bopping his head, and like his attitude is like so shitty. You know what I mean? Right. Was, he's a guy who like I would never be friends with at all. Well, he's anti-authoritarian to the extreme of like. Being against authority that's good and useful and right. makes sense. But he also had a, a, a real knack for this business. He had a real chip on his shoulder that and if served he created, him well. if he created the shield, if, he, if that is true, he certainly deserves credit there. Sure, but it's irrelevant to his work. He's done so much good work that it doesn't even matter if that's true or not. But it is. there is something cool about a guy who literally loses his best friend at age 40. You know what I mean? Like, he is that guy. He is kind of a piece of crap. You have now, to what's be your a thoughts on Puck? I know you're not, you're not totally sold on him, but I know you also weren't really watching at that moment, right? Yeah, I mean, it's all—I'll preface this with, like, this is 100% just my opinion and, like— uh, it's and and it just comes down to taste. Like I don't like his in ring work. I didn't think he was particularly uh, charming or charismatic. Um, Can we agree he's not a great? I mean, his in ring work wasn't awesome. Yeah. Can, Can I show there? you his original fucking finisher real can we, quick? Can we just agree on that point? Yeah. No. Anaconda Vice. No, I I can't <laughs> agree to that because I think he was great, and they just decide, I don't know for whatever reason they decided to change it, or he probably decided to change up his finisher. But his wrestling, his mat work. Just look at the Chris Hero matches in the Indies. There's nothing wrong with what this guy's doing. It's great. It just I don't know. I can't knock his in-ring work. He's not as athletic as some of these guys, but his in-ring work is fantastic. It, yeah, but it's just like it, that's why I'm saying it's like it's a hundred percent just taste for me. Where I like I get that he did all this stuff, but it's just in my opinion, I don't like his body. I don't like his, his, his body's his, no good. His, his in-ring work. I don't think he's charismatic. I think he's uh, he's the kind of "Quote unquote punk who listens to fucking rancid, which is like I think you don't like him as a guy. I think that's your problem here. You uh, know guys like this, or you've seen the yeah, no, hundred percent. You don't like a hundred percent, which is why yeah, it's just taste for me. Which right. is why I'm not even really gonna like say that we should move him down or up because my opinion is so biased. Can we agree right. he's the worst person to ever fight in the UFC? Ever. Oh, the worst UFC fighter? Yes. No. Um, I, I couldn't say definitively that he's the worst. He's definitely the worst one whose name we know. Or to fight twice, maybe? Uh, no. I, who knows? Because I, 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 we're talking he, about he's been so bad. He is so bad. He's god awful. He definitely is the worst ever. I could, it, look, what I'm saying, who, could, who could possibly be worst? I don't maybe know. Like, he oh, maybe very like very a, a one of the first women. I'll say, I'll just agree with that. He is, he is. Absolute shit at MMA yeah. and would never be able to fight in the UFC with, without well, his name. He's the man for MMA fighting, but can I, yeah, but he's the man for doing it. Actually, getting his ass kicked in there in front of everybody. I don't like, know if he's the man, it's like he's the man. He could easily just got it more WWE paychecks. He could have came back, yeah, and he's just doing stuff that he wants to do. The thing that to prove it to himself, he's competing against himself. Is that AJ Lee quit wrestling? That's right. something that always she was the great. Wrong way. She was a true she great. She was great. She was on the trajectory to like to become. Imagine if she was part of what's going on now. She could have been and a true great. I can't help but blame him. Like I, I'm always like, you know, Wait, where do you, what do you blame Alberto Del Rio for? Nothing, because Paige is doing Paige. great. She's doing great. No, I, I just... He I, definitely I, tainted her for a minute. Bro, yeah, he almost yo, he almost knocked her off the path, and she got right back up. Tell me Paige. a wrestler who had AJ Lee crying when she met Lita. Watch that video on YouTube. Yeah. She met Lita and is hysterically crying. It's an amazing as video. As like a 15-year-old girl. Check it out if you haven't seen and, it. And check it out. It's awesome. And then she's in the wrestling. She's at the peak of her career and then marries this guy and then he quits and then she quits. Stand by your man. Just, to me, it's hard to, it's, uh, you know, I yeah. don't know. Well, no, I mean, but and then we know he's kind of a D-bag. Like, we, we hear people say he's like weird. He manipulated uh, uh, Cole Cabana, said like, yo, I'll pay your legal fees and then he didn't. 
Well, we like, don't know what really happened but there. No, but Obviously, Arlen, we don't. I'm saying I don't know anything. I'm saying I can't help but think it. That's a Newman compliment. Arlen yeah. is, is, is exactly right. It's <laughs> I know guys like this. I knew guys like this. They're anti-authoritarian uh, unless, they're, they're, unless they're talking about them telling you what to do. Yeah. They're the ones who are like, oh, I'm straight edge. Everybody should be straight edge. I'm vegan. Everybody should be vegan. Yeah. Uh, so he is an authoritarian. Uh, and yeah, I just don't like him. Can I show you guys just this quick sequence? It's five seconds. No, yeah, we're on a podcast. Times. I don't give a fuck. This is not a good idea. All right, it's it's two seconds long. It is pretty cool. Little slap, slap, slap. It was just incredible. Yo, this is the match we saw. Yeah, this is it was the, his debut. Just incredible. Was just That's incredible. the original finisher. In that suplex right into Nagi the fucking into anaconda. I don't know. I think it looks good. I think it's a great bit of business. Over I get there. why he switched to GTS. Once you start being on TV, you need something that pops on TV. That move, that movie's not is not really great. Yeah. But the guys, you're saying the cash in for uh, the pipe bomb. It's not just the pipe bomb. The match against. Cena at Money in the Bank in 2011. Right, the match is one of the, the hottest pipe. matches of all time. The match after that pipe bomb. Yeah, right? that su- that, Money in the Bank 2011. Fantastic. Yeah. When he leaves in Chicago, in Chicago with the title, he walks out, and then they worked everybody to think he didn't. They don't even know if he signed the contract or not, and he did on Friday. Uh, on Sunday is when the match was, and he signed it on Friday, and he was leaving with the title. It's just, it's one of the best things ever, and also it's part of like similar to like the Rollins cashing. It's like. One of those moments I love wrestling where it's like work shoot like that, where it's all about the contract and it's like, did he sign? Did he not sign? And you don't know. And then he wins because everyone was like, he's going to drop the title, Cena, because he didn't he didn't resign. And it's Cena, like, of course. And then he did resign. And that's also the beauty of Punk is that we find this out as we go. And it's similar to the Daniel Bryan thing. He said, like, they are more compliant than they, than they, they pretend us to yeah, believe. Totally. <laughs> like Triple H always said in the interviews when they talks about punk, he's always like, yo, the guy never talked to anybody. Like he never once approached me to say he didn't like me or didn't like any decisions we were making. He would just do what we said, you know? Yeah, I think it's clear a lot of things were happening in Punk's head that weren't happening. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. in all of his dealings. Like he's clearly going mad, but he just keeps like showing up to work and doing whatever he's supposed to be doing. <laughs> yeah, and, like yeah. also the thing is like the medical stuff. Like, yeah, the doctor that game he was bad it's like you know you think about it it's like the Bret Hart thing with the screw job where I was like I can't believe I was treated and then the screw job as we get older and older we're like yo man like you're like you you're, could have taken steps to to make this better than it was and but you, you also didn't. Vince is it always comes out Vince is not as much he's not as bad as he always gets painted out and it's because he perpetuates it it's part of what it's part of what makes him cool right. so he's actually it's why he's 100 he's like, he's like he actually gave Bret Hart all these ways to drop the title. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Bret was like, ah, I don't like that. Not, yeah, that, not and, that way. And Vince had no choice but to be like, yo, I gotta protect my company. Right. You're not walking out of here with this title. Right. And like, that's it. And he made a call on the fly, and then he stood out there and let him spit on him. He was out there. And yeah. then he went over to visit him, and he got punched in the face for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the Brett thing, you know, Brett, big friend of the podcast now. Of course. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, so it's like that. It's the same thing with CM Punk. You watch those interviews. It's like, and then you watch those Daniel Bryan interviews where, where you you see Triple H holding back from being like, yo, Daniel was so in on all this. Like, yeah. he wants to be like, yo, da- Daniel Bryan was literally like, this is fucking awesome. And he's like, yo, I don't need to be in the Royal Rumble. Well, like, you know what I mean? Like, my, that's my, one of my beefs with Daniel Bryan we'll get to later is that he's just the WWE, the WWE is notorious for taking something real and awesome and being like, oh, let's uh, hit that button 10 more times. Yeah. He's the, we're going to hit that button again for CM Punk. He's the, let's manufacture what CM Punk was and try to, try to do it again. And it's manufactured bullshit to me. So, so, 
all right. Uh, so Punk at a 91. I'm open to. I am a 91. I'm open to a push. Uh, I'm open to a push. I, I like 91. I think he's I like, in the right place. I like 91 too. Also, another stat on him is, I think that he had the last great. Undertaker at WrestleMania match. Undertaker yeah. at WrestleMania kind of was shit after that punk. You were there, right? I was there live. Fantastic match. Kind of stole the show. Um, and you can't just say, oh, that's all Taker. I mean, CM Punk made that match great. And uh, since then, all the Taker matches, I mean, barring Lesnar beating him, which was just, like, shocking, they've all been pretty lackluster. Okay, so... Uh, the, by the way, the issue to me is not that CM Punk is a 91. I, I think we're all sort of agreeing on that. I think the issue is that you also have Triple H at a 91, and that puts them in the same spot. All right, do you want to talk about Triple H a little bit? Let's do one Triple cash H. In. Let's get one cash in, and then we'll go to Triple H. Hey, guys, it's John Silva from... Uh, currently from Minneapolis, although in two weeks I'm moving to Indianapolis. <laughs> what is this, Stone Cold? Approximately an eight-hour drive. Neither place that you need to call out. You know what I plan on doing that entire time is listening to this Cow 9 to 5 episode. Oh, uh, okay. Cheers up. Um, so my question for you guys for the 9 to 5 episode is, who do you think has the best super kick mm. in all of wrestling right now? The kind of super kick where you can't even see them uh, slapping their leg uh, to make the noise because they're so good at, at hiding it. Um, and, yeah, I want to hear you guys uh, dissect that. So uh, thanks again for doing this. Hopefully it'll make my nine-hour drive uh, a little less miserable. Uh, cheers up. Cheers up. Cheers all the way up. So I've been hearing a lot of talk about Matt Riddle, Super Kick. Super Kick today, so not Shawn Michaels. Right. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. unless you think his his version today is the best of all time, <laughs> I, I think I who has the best super kick? I'm not exactly sure who has the best Young super Bucks. kick, but it's weird. The, 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 Maybe yeah, the Bucks. See the the Bucks. I think the best. I mean, look, I'm gonna be so biased here say Ziggler. Ziggler because I've taken it. It's very good, and it's unbelievable. Yeah. Like that, I think I got hit. Like when he gives it to me, I hear the noise and I go down on the noise and I just, I'm like, how did that not hit me? Like, yeah. you know, mm. but that's like, it's the only super kick I've taken. I'm hearing a lot of buzz about Matt Riddle's super kick, which I have no, I have not seen. I don't know that I've seen it. I've his knee, he does his knee, yeah, like a trigger thing. Yeah. That's like, it, it, it sounds and looks like he's really fucking right. hitting them in the jaw. Yeah. It's crazy. It's awesome. Yeah. I think that it's weird. I, I think, yeah, the box is super. I like the knee comes up like here, like next to the face, but yeah. it's it's incredible. It's a very the thing that he beat Ono with. That's his, yeah. Like, yeah. Right away. It's this very MMA looking like Mai Tai knee yeah. type strike that looks pretty good. I'm yeah. very excited about that. And, and you know I'm not a strike finisher. I think Matt Riddle's a big, a big uh, star for the company. I've said it a million times. We, we had this discussion earlier. Uh, but I, I think uh, I, I think the best super kick, I, I got to just give the best super kick to Sean because yeah. he invented the stomp. No, like the, you like, mean the Rollins. No, oh the stomp. Uh, he invented like stomping to this week. Okay. Yeah, when you said to, stomp, to I thought you were talking about Rollins. Oh, you no, mean like, like you mean he invented tuning up the band? Tuning, tuning up, up the, the band. band. Well, for, I'm sorry. As far as I know, he's also. I mean, he's the first guy I know who even did the super kick. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe someone else did it before, but I'm not aware of it. But also, if you watch the barbershop window kick, yeah. it's pretty awesome and pretty stiff. Yeah. Uh, and because uh, I just rewatched it, he, he, it looks like he kicks him in the face. And I, I, I like that uh, he would give uh, snap super kicks and tuning up super kicks. Everybody else gives snap super kicks now. Well, now they do because now it's become like the DDT. It's just yeah. a move that some people have. I, I can't not give that knock to Sean. Yeah, I think, I mean, look, you have to give it to Sean. Why not? He's great. That was a great move. As far as I know, he's the father of that move. But does he have the greatest one going today? I don't know. 
I it's think not it, the best kick. The best kick is uh, the Black Mass. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, no. We're just talking about super kicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Black Mass is, again, one of the only strike finishes that I think is truly devastating. I, I'm a big strike finish guy. I like strike finishes. Uh, but So I, what about Rollins' super kick? Do we like Rollins' super kick? He does that, a lot of that, like, you're on your knees, the Del Rio well, one. He right? does that one, but he also does a straight super kick. What's that called again? Impaler? Uh, the, whatever. Fucking the Usos do it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's some sort of... Samoan guy. I don't think uh, to be a hot take. I don't think this, I don't think the Bucks give particularly good super kicks. They just give they a just, lot of them. They added a lot of cool flavor to them. Right. Yeah. And they added like the super kick party. But I, you know, I'd say the actual kick. I'd like to see this riddle one. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Sean. And I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go uh, uh, Ziggler because I've taken it before. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, but yeah. Oh, some of the coolest super kicks are like when I like when like fat guys give super kicks and shit. <laughs> like guys who you don't think can do it. Like you know, like like Owens can give a super kick. It's pretty rad. It's pretty amazing. Owens is pretty cool. Uh, cool. Good cash in and uh, 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 cheers it up. Let's uh, let's uh, before we move on, let, let's do an uh, an underrated, overrated cash in from something we're not uh, 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 wrestlers we're not talking about All yet. Right. All right. What up, Cow Nation? It's your wrestling fangirl, Suplex and Stilettos, or LA Howard on the Facebook group. Let's cheers talk up. about the most overrated wrestlers, shall we? Sure, he gets a big pull in WWE and UFC, but here's a little fun fact. I've been on WWE programming more this year than Brock frickin' Lesnar. <laughs> he can't talk to save his life. His matches are predictable. Okay, we got it, Brock. Couple F5s, you showed up for a paycheck. Bottom line, it's hard for me to take someone serious who gets his hair cut by a bread knife at a little <laughs> done. Cheers up. Y'all bitches at WrestleMania. Cheers, all the way up from Suplex and Stilettos. Nothing makes me happier than being called uh, a bitch in an endearing manner. Yeah, 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 like being what's up, bitches? By a woman, also, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, You feel love. You could pay someone to do that. Yeah, really. Honestly, yo, or I could just get Bret Hart. Find a girlfriend. Get Bret Hart to call you bitch. Yeah, you could get a cameo from Bret Hart. Uh, Brock Lesnar. That's a great thing to bring up. Brock Lesnar. Do you guys think Brock Lesnar is overrated? And why not? Bring it down as the summit and the dock is always in play. Uh, uh, Brock Lesnar's always here. I got Brock Lesnar at 87 right now. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty high up the list. What do you guys think of Brock Lesnar? Is he overrated? See, I think with Brock Lesnar, I'll go. Uh, I think Brock Lesnar, it's not about being overrated. It's about being like... Um, like over pushed and overutilized, you know. Like I know he's not around a lot. That's right. a big problem. But he's he's pretty fucking good at what he does. Like the bro- post SummerSlam where he squashes Cena, like SummerSlam 2014 or whatever. The Brock Monster has been a very successful experiment. Absolutely. Uh, the like you know some of the I love like a lot of our favorite matches have Brock in them, the, whether or not he wins. So like some of my favorite recent matches, and by the way, it's because he's in a lot of big spots. But there are other matches on the card that could like steamboat macho the the card, but it doesn't happen a lot. Like for example, uh, Brock Rollins Cena. Uh, at Royal Rumble. That match was amazing. Part of what made it amazing was Brock, they put Brock through a table, and then he appeared out of nowhere for the win. To, be, Bro- I mean? to be Brock again. Right, to Brock out. Uh, the, the, the Rollins cash-in Brock is involved there. Uh, all his Survivor Series matches when he faces the other champion are dope. Uh, the AJ match, the Daniel Bryan match, I loved it. I love, like, 
the thing they do when Brock faces these smaller guys. Like I'm a big sucker for the like monster for the monster versus the little guy and the little guy perseveres. And Brock's really great at making these guys look strong actually, while also beating them up. I, I, I really, I really dig Brock Lesnar. The problem is yes, he's not around a lot. And the problem is he wrestled the reins a lot, which, yeah. which was a big problem. There's a lot of problems here, but I don't know if Brock is fully to blame. He's got Paul Heyman as mouthpiece. Who's the best mouthpiece of all time. So I don't know. What do you guys think? Is he overrated? Uh, let's go around the room. Is anyone bored by Brock Lesnar here? I, I mean, in ring. Yes. See in ring. I, I'm, a, I, I'm not, I'm I love not, it. I love he it. He doesn't make me excited, uh, but there's obvious. Like, I don't think he's overrated. I think he's, I think 87 is perfect. He's such a, Mutant specimen, like yeah. nobody's yeah. built like that. We see, like I said we get one Brock Lesnar every thousand years. Yeah, right? I mean, and Joe Rogan said, you know, something about DMT, but he also said yeah. if if Brock Lesnar was in around five hundred years ago, he'd yeah. be riding On the biggest horse. horse, swinging the biggest axe. He's a fucking barbarian, and right. there's no one like this. Yeah, and guy there's nowhere the internet. Look, there's right. nowhere else for Brock Lesnar to be right. than in the WWE or UFC. Like right. that's just what he is. He's so born I, for combat, right? Exactly. So he, I can't. He is what he is. What I think. What I think ultimately. Warrior was pretending to be right. sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah, but no, yeah, I think I don't think he's overrated. I he think also has like a Tyson energy. He's got that like high voice. Yeah, like, I always like think about that when he cuts his promos. It's always like he's like a fighter. He's got like a yeah. big time like a like a prize fighter energy to him. Yeah, is someone in the, is it your friend in the wood chipper there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh no, Brock. Brock is here, guys. How's it, hey, how how's, how's it going, everybody? <laughs> yeah. Brock. Hey, what's up, man? Yeah, Brock. What? Uh, uh, we're talking about you. You think uh, uh -huh. you, you you think that you're uh, Overrated? No way. No way. <laughs> well, we got you at 87 out of 100. What do you What do you think about yeah, that? Yeah, that's fine. You know, <laughs> so, I'm all right with that. You're a lot sweeter of a guy than, well, than you come off. Well, Minnesota nice, you know. I get that. So, so the um, uh, uh, Jabroniak who just cashed in said that she thinks that your haircut looks like it was done with a bread knife. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much accurate, eh? Oh, okay, like I, cool. uh, I cut it with a bread knife, a plastic bread knife, because uh, I'm so tough. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I, I heard her and I don't disagree. I think. Maybe I'm, uh, yeah, I'm a part-timer. But Hey, what did you mean when you said to Paul Heyman, you're a Jew, you should really listen to this? <laughs> well, uh, I mean, here's the thing is I'm a big-time anti-Semite, so. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, oh, cool. That sums it up. All right, Brock, we, we, got, more, we got more stuff to talk about. All right, right, see you guys later. Okay, yeah, well, he just walked out nicely. He just walked through he's the wall like the door very gently. Oh, wow, he's a, he's a nice guy. He's a I nice know, guy. He's stilettos, it's not really nice. Yo, he's, like, uh, he's just, yeah, just down I don't polite. think the problem with Brock has anything to, there is a problem with Brock, I agree, and I understand why you're frustrated, is that he's back as champion. Part of that is because Roman Reigns got leukemia. Roman Reigns is always here. All right, so here's the thing, is there is a big problem, which is that he was at the top for too long, and he's not around, and people want something new, and there's a lot of great talent. It's like, let's push these guys up. We've talked about this a million times, but... I do think Brock is the champion right now, uh, and I don't know when this comes out, but when he, he has the belt now, it makes sense because it's now time for, like, Drew to take it off of him. Like, we need a, a guy to look strong by taking off him, which is what they did for Reigns, and now they're resetting it. If they spent years building Brock as a monster and the guy who takes him down it has to go, they have to build Brock 
back up. Right. So it's either going to be Strowman or McIntyre, and it has to happen. Uh, to, it has to happen to make them uh, fucking top notch. Totally. I think. Look, Lesnar. Things matter when Brock Lesnar is a part of them. Yeah. If Lesnar was not holding the Universal Title, it would be worth shit. Yeah. It's red. It's stupid. The people who held it are Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, and Goldberg. It's not a real title. But with Lesnar with that belt around his waist, it is mega. Yeah. But it also, is huge. I'll say this: is that all, and, and and that title does need legitimacy. We said. But let's think about the actual question at yeah. hand here. Which is he is, overrated? Is he overrated? I got him at an 87. He's not in the... We're not even putting him in the A range. No one's putting and him as one of the most decorated U, U, uh, WWE guys right. ever. So there's two things that people can say when they say overrated or or our power rankings even. even. These are not rankings of like a video game of like wh what their power level is if they were to fight another guy on wrestling, right? It's not like... Lesnar would be like a 98 or 99 as right. far as how you know dangerous or how effective he is in the ring. That's not what we're ranking. That's not what we're rating. We're rating like how great of a wrestler is in the pantheon of the great greatest wrestlers of all time. And yeah, he's not in the 70s, man. He's very important. He's he's huge. Yeah, are you going to put him... You're not, are you, I guess the only argument is to put him to 85 would be the lowest I'd go for sure. Brock. It's Brock fucking Lesnar. And whenever... I, look, we've stand, you've, we have seen him in, in person. When he walks out of that door, you look at this guy and you go, holy shit. Well, there's a couple of guys where... Uh, 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 where... When they show up, you know you're watching something important. It's special. And I don't know how much of that is manufactured, but I doubt. It's not. I doubt that Seth Rollins, who I love, could make that happen. I've, you know what I mean? Like, where, like, there's a thing where at, at every pay-per-view, it's the end of the pay-per-view. We, we go to a lot of wrestling yeah, events. Too many. And at the end... The guy comes out who's going to fight Brock Lesnar, and then they pause the music for a little bit. And then it, then out of nowhere, it's, you know, and you're like, yeah, it's the main event. You know what yeah. I mean? It feels like the main event. And uh, there's a lot of power in taking on the guy. And that's also goes back to John Cena, why I rate him so high. Is John Cena's another guy where it's like, yo, he's facing John Cena. Big big match John, big match Brock. I think this year at Mania, hot take, but I think they should go Brock, Cena, for the this for the seventeen for 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 his seventeenth title and then the other belt well, it has will to be, be Daniel Bryan versus someone uh, an awesome indie match that we all right. want to see and to be seventeen it has to be the WWE title yeah, though, right well, it, I don't think it has I don't think it has to I don't, be. I don't I think think it was it has to be. Was universal but I will say this for John Cena well, go D Daniel Bryan John Cena nothing will be better for that universal title and its legitimacy than for John Cena to hold that at yeah. least once. That makes it a real belt in my mind, and that's just a credit to John Cena. Yeah. It's got to be in the hands of a heel, though, when Roman comes back. And right, we, I, I, and we all hope he does, yeah. but that's not guaranteed. But again, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not booking it in terms of that, but I am saying, like, you know, uh, I mean, the, one of the matches I want to see is, it is such a hot take, everyone will hate this, but I want to see Orton Cena. <laughs> I love Orton <laughs> because Cena. Because I, I, because... I don't know about a mania because the match. I don't want to the mania main event. The match will stink. Yeah, the match will stink. But it is cool that like if they could get Orton up to sixteen, also like yeah, you yeah. know like 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 have Orton be the guy who like shadily is gonna have the most wins ever. Right, right. It'd be crazy. Know. But let's. But if we're talking about is Brock Lesnar overrated? Let's just we're cool with eighty seven. Everybody I'm cool I'm with eighty seven. Cool but like he he ended the streak whether we liked it or not. That's mega. Yes, he, he's been the dominant Universal Title holder. Put that belt on the map. That's mega. I mean. He's a uh, the UFC thing is big because he's he's one of the fighters w w similar to Ronda Rousey where uh, like he's a legitimate physical threat which in the ring helps absolutely. Uh, 
he, he also said he's overrated in the UFC. I know this is not a UFC podcast, that, but that is patently ridiculous. The heavyweight title changes hands a lot in UFC. No one has ever held it more than uh, has defended it more than twice, and he's defended it twice. Right. So he, that actually makes him the great one of the tied for greatest UFC heavyweight champion of all time. And until Conor McGregor came around, three out of the top five highest grossing pay per views in UFC history were Brock Lesnar main events. The reason uh, me, Dan, and many other people even started watching MMA is because Brock Lesnar was going to be in a UFC fight, and then we were like, we need to buy this and yeah. see this guy fight right I now. I believe Arlen was there as well. I mean, that goes back, it's like the freak factor, the fact that well, he's such that, a, he's so insane that's, looking. That's that, kind of the argument of why I think you could sort of say Brock's overrated, because right. it, 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 he's he's a spectacle in and of himself, but a lot of it is just look and the, the kind of wild physicality of him, so right. I think your argument for Brock being overrated is... He just looks insane, and so you always have to see him, yeah. and maybe the results are. Do you think? Better. Do you think that um, people who say, "Oh, he's a part timer," are getting worked? Yes. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's he a full timer. He's been working for WWE continuously. Right. For, he just right. doesn't show up on Raw. Every and that's part of the gimmick. Like it, it works for him, right? right. That yeah, makes it great. Um, he's an attraction. Right. He's absolutely. He is the attraction. Right. He's the reason Look, again, we're watching. Back to the list. My issue is not that Brock is an 87. It's that Chris Jericho and Kurt Angle are above him right. at 88. Well, I think I'm okay with that. I don't but think you, guys, you are, you but guys I'm okay are with hugely that. biased. I mean, there's, there's like an attitude error bias. Like Kurt Angle. Look, man, you don't know. You weren't there. Kurt Angle is one of the greats. Kurt Angle is one of the greats. He just is. I'm telling you. I mean, I don't know about an 89, an 88. Well, this isn't about Kurt Angle right now. It's about Brock Lesnar. I think that you could put Kurt Angle, Angle and Chris Jericho. At least as far as I'm aware, I would not have either of them rated over I think Brock. it's close. I think it's close. They're all in the same family. Dan. Yeah. We're debating the fact that... So I said Brock is fine at 87, but Chris yeah. Jericho and Kurt Angle at 88 above him are problematic for me. I come back. Chris Jericho, I made the points earlier. I don't think he's an 88. I think it's attitude error bias, and I think the same thing for Kurt Angle. Well, you could move Angle up or down there, but uh, I'm fine with Jericho over Brock. Over Lesnar, I'm too. And let me just tell you one more thing. Chris Jericho is widely considered to be the father of the Money in the Bank match. Like, it was uh -huh. his idea. He came up with it. He also came up with the list. I'm what just saying, that's pretty fucking mega. What ideas have Kurt Angle had? Um, he sh had the idea to shave his head when he started going bald. He has the idea to not look, look left or right. Nice. Can I? Well, not anymore. Can I get a? Can you toss me one. Coconut. No, no, no. I got a coconut. I don't want it. I want. I got a coconut. I want a green machine. Let me get a. I got a coconut. I got. I don't want a coconut. Yeah. I got it. Don't open that. Don't open that. No one's gonna drink these. No, I mean you can. It doesn't matter. Are you taking my? All right, yo. What flavor? I got no problem with that. As a matter of fact, I don't really have a problem with Angle going above Rock either. But I could see the argument up or down. Well, why? Because Kurt Angle's had way better matches than Brock. What are his moments? The Sean match at yeah. uh, 21 is unbelievable. Uh, I love his Shane match where he... Um, Brock has Shane one of the concussion. worst matches I've ever seen with none other than Gene Zambros. Well, G okay. that was, that was uh, one Zambros's. of the worst matches. I think that's because there there are not good Dean Zam Gene Zambros matches. Dean Ambrose almost ha he doesn't really have good matches. He's but it's bad. a knock on Brock that he couldn't... You know, make, it was one of the worst matches. There's different types of wrestlers as far as what they bring to a match, right? Some guys are going to make everyone look better, every match look better. And I'll put Shawn Michaels in that category, and I'll put Kurt Angle in that category. Some guys are just going to bring the fucking thunder. They can make anyone look great. Um, 
Roman Reigns and Triple H are a different category for me. Those guys are guys who can have great matches, but they're never the reason the match is great. Fact. They're, 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 they could bat the ball back to you. They're like a great wall to throw a tennis ball against, but they're not going to be the ones driving this awesome fucking match. If I tell you, hey, name me some great Triple H matches, you're like, ah, eh. But the ones he's in with the greats are great. Same thing for Reigns. He could put on a great show if he has a great opponent. And then there's some guys like Lesnar who just can do one thing and do it really well. And if you could build a match around that, you can have a great match in your hands. I, I, the argument that he only does one thing is, uh, is to me, a, a complete positive. Like, it is so it cool that the guy you, that knows, you use it. It's like, and then it's cool. It's like a dragon. Like, you're trying to slay the, the, the beast. It's like, he only has a couple of things he do, but he's a lot stronger and bigger than you. So, it's like, his weaknesses are the fact that you better be really good and be able to outmaneuver him. Right. Because that's all you're going to get. Right. I'm also uh, okay with Brock winning all the time. Yeah, who, yeah. Could beat, who would beat this guy? Exactly. And, and then, because when he does eventually lose, it just makes makes it that much sweeter. All right, and he yeah. lost to Reigns, and now he's going to lose to either Drew McIntyre or uh, uh, Braun Strowman, and those guys are going to be fucking set. Who yeah. do you, uh, uh, you didn't put Strowman on this list. Where do we rank Strowman? Oh, Don Strowman. Oh, again, uh, it's not a how powerful they are no, ranking. No, I know. It's how great of a wrestler are they right now. Right. Yeah. To me, Braun Strowman would be in the 70s here in this Batista area. Yeah. Kevin Nash. He, yeah, he'd be Samoa in, Joe territory. Right, for now, with a lot of room for improvement. Ray yeah. Wyatt's a 75, so he's, I mean, Braun has to be in there, but he can, of course, he's on the rise. Let's, sure. give, uh, let's give Braun a number right now. I'll add him in. 70... Below... Below Seth Stephanie go, McMahon. 75 right now? <laughs> no, Samoa Joe's a 77. <laughs> Stephanie McMahon's a 77. I would say, no, I would actually put him at, I mean, I think he should be in the 80s, but I would put him at 79. DDP's a 79. Let's go 79. Because he's so much better <laughs> on the I, mic than everybody I, else. Batista's he's good on the mic. But he's so much, but he's, but he's. Better than Booker T. He's Mr. Perfect status. Better he's already better than 75. Batista ever was. Yeah. 75. Then Batista's too high. Better on the mic than Samoa Joe? Uh, no. No. But See, I also no, want to move. He's like the same. But no, I also, no, no, no. I also want to move. Not in terms of ability, but he's had more. He's had more effective promos so, than Samoa him. Joe. I, I don't even no, like him, but he's so much better on the. Well, Samoa Joe is one of the better Mike, Truthfully, Samoa Joe is one of the better Mike guys that I could. In Me, modern Braun wrestling Strowman, history. and Page, wherever they're the same. No, so right. I would move. I'm going to give him a seventy-seven. I would move Samoa Joe up to an eighty. You, yeah, is the thing. Billy, I don't think so. Stupid. Can we do seventy nine for Samoa Joe? Where can we where can we move this guy up right now? I, I think we I can go seventy nine on Joe. Okay, go seventy nine on Joe, and then I'd say seventy eight on I Strowman. Think Joe, I think Joe needs to Joe can get go S- right Samoa up. Samoa Joe's above Stephanie McMahon. Three. Hmm. You're out of your freaking mind. She's a former women's champion. Yeah, yeah. She's the she's the best she, thing going. She's Why, very good. Why would you guys want Steph to go? She's he didn't, I certainly don't want another watch sent to him. I certainly <laughs> don't want Samoa Joe above Stephanie McMahon. All right, let's play another cash in. Wait, who are we actually? We're talking about Brock, right? Yeah. What up, Cow Nation? This is Jason all the way here from Minneapolis, Minnesota. I'm calling. Home of the Brock. Anosh, you're the man. Hey. Second. What? My and most overrated wrestler. False. Unfortunately, was also one of my favorites at some point in my life. Bret Hart. Come on now. <laughs> Other than the Shawn Michaels matches, <laughs> can you really give me a match that he. Is remembered by yes. Again, other than the Montreal Screwjob, that's it. Wrong. I know that's controversial. I know that sucks because. What about his uh, Stone Cold match? Yeah, yeah this but guy's wrong. I believe he is one of the most overrated. As always, 
Cheers up. Cheers up. Nice Thank guy. You. Cheers nice down guy. to this. Well, he's from Minnesota. Yo, of course, he's a nice way, guy. He dropped a, a new thing I kind of dug. Dude. Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> dude, this, guy, <laughs> this guy's so fucking off base. Dan, can I get a you're out of touch, please? <laughs> What he's, what he's saying is that Bret Hart is the okay there ever was and the okay there ever will be. Yeah. Look, the okay there, there ever will be. The knock okay on Bret Hart was. is not that he's overrated in the ring. It's the CM Punk problem. It's like this guy sucks. Shout out for Dan Black. You know, Except for when he does this. Fan. You've been a big fan of wrestling your whole life. you got a great podcast going podcast. Comedians of Wrestling. You're reaching a lot of patrons. And I just want you to know everyone loves the job you're doing because you do a great job in life because you are the excellence That's of an execution. That's an overreach. Well, Brett doesn't really know Dan. Dan is not doing a great job right. you, They support wrestling fans. Can I get Jimmy on the phone? they support the best people in the world. That's why you are the excellence of execution. The best there is, the best there was, and the best... There ever will be. All right, everybody. You heard it here a second. Your uh, check is okay. in the mail. I, can I just fucking so, smash this guy's opinion real quick? <laughs> yeah. Do you want me, or do you have something to say? You can go ahead. Well, right now, let's talk about Bret Hart. I got him in a 92. Uh, Bret Hart as the excellence of execution. Now, Bret Hart, uh, to me, immediately, a match I rewatched very recently, mm -hmm. Stone Cold, WrestleMania 13. I mean, oh, come yeah. on 14. now. Yeah, this, 14? Uh, no, 14 is Tyson, right? Yeah, yes, 14 is Tyson. Tyson. Uh, so this is 13. Really, yeah, 13. Yeah. Uh, WrestleMania 13. That match is so fucking good. And yeah. Brett is brutal in this match. So and good. he puts Stone Cold on the map with the blood. Blood from the match stone. Is, the match is so good. The sharpshooter is one of the best moves of all time. Uh, Possibly the best submission move of all I time. I slap it on my friends to this day. Yeah. <laughs> um, you guys remember the infamous me, Skylar Aston trying to give it to me and turning the wrong way, bashing his Red own Red Hart knee. had amazing programs with his brother, Owen. Mm -hmm. So that's okay. Shawn Michaels. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. Chef, yeah, go for it. You got no, it. No, no, let it go. Yeah, I think he's got it up on the screen, though. I, got I was going to say Stone Cold. Yeah. Yep. He had the best program ever with Vince McMahon. What about the Iron Man match? Yeah. <laughs> it's like the one, what's that, WrestleMania 11? Again, uh. I, I repeat. I think it's very hard to knock Brett's in-ring career with one. You, first of all, if you want to knock him, you talk about WCW. Bret Hart, I'm not going lower than 90 on Brett. That's what no, I'm no. saying. I, I think if you want to knock him, you talk about his the the way his career ended in WCW. I mean, it was kind of a that was a train wreck. Um, sure, but a so lot of people, everyone's career ended in a train no, wreck. No, no, but WCW. what I'm saying is like the argument is like Brett wasn't as good without Vince. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't just him. He couldn't go bring the magic. To, I, I'm not. I don't believe this. I think he's properly ranked. I'm just saying the cash-in is wrong in the sense that the argument against Brett is, number one, you could you could argue about his w, WCW career, and number two, you talk about him now, I, I don't like these guys that got everything from wrestling and then are, are dogging it. You know, like CM Punk, who, like, belittles wrestling, if... if Triple H and Vince are going to get extra credit for every contribution they've made to wrestling. Then I'm going to ding Punk and Bret Hart for. Bro, I just want to say one thing about Bret. He like you're saying they ding knock everything. The other day I was watching a clip and Bret Hart's cutting a promo. He's on the stage and it's the Hart Foundation behind him and they're all dead. Like yeah. it's Neidhart, Owen, Boy and, Smith. and Bulldog, and they're all behind him and they're all gone. Like the guy and his dad's gone now. Like wrestling, he lost like, like everything. It's tragic. The guy. It, it makes so sense. I, no, no. No, we talked about this earlier. Yeah. His whole family.
family's dead because they chose wrestling, not because wrestling. They did didn't choose else. wrestling. They were born into wrestling. Yeah. It's like being born gay. It's not a choice. It's not a choice with these guys. They it's in their politics about, at home, Marlon. What yeah. about a TJ Perkins? No, what's the what's the guy's name? Natalia's uh, wife. Uh, Tyson Kidd. Yeah, yeah, he's a yeah, the burglar. last one from the dungeon. He's, he's got no career. He's not, it's not, wrestling's not fault. Guy. It's not. Fuck him. No, look, uh, what we're talking about is Bret Hart great. The only knock on Bret Hart's wrestling, if you can even count as that, is he's, he is a five moves of doom guy. You know, like some wrestlers just have these are the five moves they're going to do, and that's it. That's the match. It's a lot of atomic dropping. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot with Brett and like double axe handle yeah. smash. But he looked, Stone Cold his look was iconic, awesome. incredible. His mic is terrific. Incredible. His wrestling is good. He the had major moments. His yes. mic was fine. Yeah. Now let's not overhype well, Brett's mic. No, but he had some great high spots. Yes. Because there was a, he brought a lot of passion. Yes. The, the thing about Brett is that he cared too much. Yeah. Right. So that was what made Brett so awesome. But let's not say he had his mic was. Uh, a B at best. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, with, with, a, with a smattering of B plus moments. You can also understand, Brett. Like clearly, Shawn Michaels is just like innately gifted at wrestling. He's just partying every night, like being a jerk, just doing whatever he was doing. Brett's like definitely like home, like writing promos. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like studying <laughs> wrestling but, moves, but, watching the tape. Back. Absolutely. But part of what is great about Brett, if you watch Wrestling with Shadows, uh, which I recommend you do, incredible. Uh, uh, the fact that they got on tape that phone call—it's amazing. How did that happen? Because it's so, a work. Uh, is it? Wrestling with work? Shadows is a work. I'm a mark. Watch it again. Work. Watch it again now, and you'll see uh, that it's all—it's so. Too much of a coincidence that they caught that phone call, that they that it was happening. They were making a documentary about Bret Hart right when the screw job happened. It's the what the one major thing I learned from that documentary is Bret, he's not a great swimmer. <laughs> <laughs> he's in the pool. He's not like well, like he had all these complaints. He was like, yo, Sean. He's like, yo, Sean was a look at the vignettes. Sean is like doing like 50 million push-ups, and I'm like barely running. Like they edited it to make me look so much weaker than Sean. And he like he's such a tortured man. Yeah. yeah. I'm sort of like, like that's why his promos are good because there's a lot of shoot in Bret Hart, which is one of his best things. Like he everyone gives him shit because he's like, yo, I've never injured everybody. Like he takes it the shit so seriously that it's like it's cool. No yeah. one's like that. And I'm right there with him. I like that he he's like a nerd. I like he's a ner he's a nerd for wrestling. Like it, that's his life, whether he wants it to be or not. His life is wrestling. So when he comes in and says, "Hey, Seth, he's not a great swimmer," and he's not a great swimmer, and Seth Rollins is injuring guys, man, that's no good. He's got to right. watch it. You're allowed to say that when you're Bret Hart. It might sound curmudgeonly. It might sound bitter, but uh, he's earned that right. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And if and just to we're just to go through the programs again. WrestleMania 10, Bret Hart, Owen Hart. Fantastic match, and then later that night he wrestles again and takes the title off of Yokozuna. WrestleMania 11 is the Iron Man. Uh, WrestleMania 12 is the Iron Man match with Shawn Michaels, which right. is incredible. And WrestleMania 13 is the I Quit match with Stone Cold Steve Austin, Blood from a Stone. You could put all three of those matches. What, what flavor? What the? Topo Chico Natural. Oh you could put all three of those matches in the top 10 matches of all time, and I would be like, uh, you could make an argument for that, I guess. Like, he's that damn yeah, good. If you say, if you, the Iron Man match as a kid was probably one of my favorite matches, because yeah. I was like, yo, I, I remember Sean coming down on the zip line, and then and just the fact that it, it didn't even end at the hour. It was one of those things, like, oh, that's so awesome. Yes. So Here's a full stop statement. Hart, it's, it's foolish. The Montreal Screwjob is the most important moment in wrestling history. Bret Hart was involved in it, Vince yeah. McMahon was involved in it. Shawn Michaels was involved in it. Earl Hebner, who we have not rated yet, was yeah, involved yeah. in it. He's a 90. You, you're in the 90s if you were involved in the Montreal He, he might be the 199 yeah. uh, as a ref. There is no—this whole list is invalid if you were involved in the Montreal Screwjob and you're not in the 90s. 
Fair. Is the most important moment in wrestling history. Wait. Vince McMahon is not in the 90s. He's number 100. He's, but I'm saying at least 90s or above. So, Got it. So let's get back to Earl Hebner. So he had the <laughs> yeah. evil twin at some point. So uh, Brett, yo, everyone's cool with Brett at 92, right? Yeah. 100%. Okay. Uh, and also, and real quick, uh, thanks for the shout-out guy from Minneapolis, Minnesota, <laughs> oh, which absolutely. is the uh, Canada well, of America. <laughs> and, uh, you know what? I'm lumping this into the Pacific Northwest. I'm giving Minnesota wow. yeah, but he was, the, uh, the PN dub. He I mean, was wrong about dub. everything else. I know. So. Listen, I kind of disagree with him because I love Bret Hart as a kid, and he was the coolest dude ever. But uh, you know, he did say he used to like Bret Hart, well, and now he's changed in, his mind. In terms him. of look, by the way, if you want to talk about Bret Hart is also one of the guys who paved the way for little little or wrestle wrestlers to be uh heavyweight champions except sure. he looked pretty juiced up when he we saw did, it. No, but no, he wasn't jacked, he wasn't like tall. Hogan or Warrior right. or Psycho he's not, Sid. He's not he's not a bodybuilder. Yeah, he's not he bodybuilder. He was in really good shape. And then he also had the one of the most iconic looks of all time. When you were a kid, him and him and Warrior were the guys. Like the yellow of Hogan never attracted me. The Bret Hart uh the the sunglasses giving yeah. them away. Those I I told all my my friends that like I had a pair and I was like yo he gave them to me I lied also his family like other than the you know the Rocks family is the most important wrestling sure yeah. so it's it, it's just this guy's way off. I will say another thing that Bret Hart contributed is he was one of the the front runners I might go 93 I was gonna say go 93 for no other reason than this Bret Hart was one of the guys on the cusp you say CM Punk was a, a generational line between you know the, the Attitude Era guys and the, and the current era guys the indie guys Bret Hart was on the front lines of huge 80s mulleted poofy hair to the more current totally sopping wet Jerry That's curled hair. Great call. His hair looks really good now. If you look at it, Did it's he wet and wet curly. Is he the innovator that, of the wet hair? Is that what he, you're saying? I don't know if he's the innovator. Like Iverson was not maybe the first guy to get cornrows, but he was the first guy to, to like put it on the popularize map. To popularize it. it. So Bret oh. Hart may not have been the first slick back wet hair guy. I mean, Razor Ramon was around. There was guys around, but after Bret Hart, Everybody who's anybody. Uh, okay. I, I got a question for you yeah. guys. Wait, where, where are you going, Arlen? I'm going 93, Bret Hart. I want, uh, yeah, I want no, it. I'm calling for it. Let's do it. I, I want to. I have beef with the difference. <laughs> Your underrated here. call made us go up. Yeah. <laughs> the AJ Styles being in the 90s is mad. That's I, I would like to talk it's about truly that. Truly insane. I would like to talk about that, right. and I think that factors into the next thing. And I think we should use. I think we should get AJ Styles, and then I think we go to Omega. I think that's where I, I got see news the for line. you. AJ Styles. So you you have him at a 90. I don't. If he, eighty-five is my line for him. I think he's 85. like way, way off here. I won't allow that. Okay, I will say. You, you I think Seth Rollins is below AJ Styles? Yes. yes. Oh yes, hundred percent. So everyone agrees. Make your argument. Time. Make your argument. At this point in time, well, I think it factors into. We should move into in, into where I would like to go here. Um, I uh, so when it. I'm biased because I love AJ Styles. Like, it just in terms of like when he was champion, a lot of people said like a lot of people would cash in and, and say stuff like they're bored by him and yep. they, they weren't that into it. I was always like, this guy, it checks all my boxes. He's the guy. He's the epitome of does your WWE time matter as much? Like he should have been in WWE way before he was. What's your that argument? Is Vince's for? fault. That is Vince's fault. Now, a lot of people claim, oh, I came in at the right time because littler guys can get over. I really don't buy that. I think a guy with AJ's ability and his likability to catch on that fast to kids who don't 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 watch new these kids don't watch New Japan. They think that his look is cool. He had the gloves. All all of his look is not a he manufactured that on his own without WWE. The gloves, the vest, like all, all that, the phenomenal one, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And he is a guy who when he says I'm phenomenal, he's like 
he, you, when you want to describe him, you naturally say phenomenal. If you go watch his highlights, I'd put those up, those up against any work guy's highlights. Sure. Uh, not to make this a Daniel Bryan thing, but everyone's like, he's the best worker in the company. I'm like, not when AJ Styles is alive. Yeah, to me, AJ Styles is, is maybe the best, uh, the best acrobatic wrestler of all time in terms of making it work. Like, Ricochet has more mobility than AJ ever had, but AJ had it when he... AJ is more on the line of being able to be an acrobatic wrestler instead of an acrobat. Some of these guys, I'm literally like, this is gymnastic. Like, AJ is wrestling. Neville Neville is never able to fully blend it. Like, he gets a line there, but when he does acrobatics, you're like, these are acrobatics. AJ's like, oh, that's a... like. He does a little twist on it, yeah. where it's like, oh, that's a maneuver. That's a, that's a that's a devastating maneuver right. with a kick of acrobatics. So there's so much of the indie flavor now with guys like the Young Bucks and Ricochet and Osprey, yeah. where people are like, holy shit, look what these guys are doing, right? But there's also a huge kind of power in the guys like Lesnar who are doing these fucking suplexes and slams and devastating power moves, right? The real sweet spot nowadays is guys like Rollins who kind of do all that stuff really well. Like Rollins and AJ, they're acrobatic, but they're also doing some pretty serious like slam-based moves. You throw in some technical mat-based stuff too. There's nothing AJ can't do and that's what makes him so good. Yeah, to me, yeah. AJ Styles is a 90, like, I, I, so I, here's my I have a hard time here's my counter But the argument could be, I could see, I'm just saying in terms of the argument we've been saying, because I don't know if you're here for this, is the is is like I could see you saying he's an 89. Like I could see yeah. him being like, yo, he doesn't crack 90s greatness. He's I, at the well, ceiling of it. That's easy. I'm gonna make a further argument, okay? Because yeah. here are your 90s. So Vince is 100, so he doesn't count. Stone Cold, The Rock, Ric Flair, Hogan, Undertaker, Cena, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, CM Punk, Triple H, Mick Foley. All of those people yeah. changed the business in some way. I don't believe that AJ Styles has changed the business. He did. I, I will how? say that he did also. He changed the business because he showed a new path to greatness, which is in, in, indie greatness. No, like CM Punk did that. That was CM Punk. No, no I don't think so. CM yes, Punk is, a, is his more, innovation. He's kind of more of a traditional talent when it comes down no, no, to it. No, it's a different point. What I'm saying is CM Punk said that you could go from you could work on the indies for a bunch of years. And then bring that into WWE. Okay, uh, no, no. Here's what I'm going to oh, so go. What do you say? Well, I'm saying, look at all those guys in the top. Look at all those guys above him. Can any of them wrestle as good as him? As, 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 well, as well. That's not. No. That's not. He's the a argument. better wrestler than every guy above him. And so he's one worse spot Mike, in the 90s has to go Mike to the best wrestler. So, so here's another thing I want to say. You said that he, CM Punk proved that he could wrestle for a long time in the Indies and then make it to the WWE. AJ Styles like a I'm, ten out of ten. I'm going to say. I'm going to say that CM Punk proved that you can wrestle in the Indies for a little bit of time and then make it to the WWE. AJ Styles. Whole career from it, he was just as long as CM Punk in the business. He was starting when he was a teenager. He did his teens, twenties, thirties in another, in other companies. He proved that you could you could make it outside of the company. You could be a megastar outside. CM Punk was not a megastar outside of the All company. Right, so you guys, so my my first Vin, argument like, was Vince says we said this on the podcast already. If WWE, if Vince didn't make it, he can't get behind it. He does not get behind the shit that he didn't create. That's why he ruined the broken he, gimmick. Yeah, but CM he Punk did that. NXT. CM Punk did that. Shinsuke Nakamura didn't skip NXT. Right. Samoa Joe didn't skip NXT. This guy came in ready to rock fully. His gear is exactly the same gear he wore in the indie scene. He was so fucking ready to go. And AJ Styles, when AJ Styles debuted during the Attitude Era, he was TNA's big guy. Right. And I thought 
all, he sucked. He was their sting. He was a jabroni. And and to see him, like, he stuck with it, and to see that I was wrong, to see him take the, the long route to success, it's inspiring to me as a guy who hopes to have success one day. And is and taking I, the long route. So <laughs> you're saying that AJ Styles innovated and changed the business, which I disagree with. I do not think to the degree everyone else. But let's move on from that. Yeah. What are AJ Styles' major moments? What what registers at the level uh, of is, Mick Foley is tied with him. Mick Foley has at least one, he's arguably not, he's not more tied. than one of the most iconic moments. By the way, he's not tied. We moved Mick Foley to 91. So AJ's the only 90. Okay, fine. <laughs> Nonetheless, every one of the people above him has more than one of the most iconic moments in wrestling history. What yes. are AJ's yeah, iconic true. moments? That's true. Wrestle Kingdom 9. Uh, Kingdom your whole 10. argument is like, this guy's a good wrestler. And I'm like, yeah, this list is populated with good wrestlers. Like, that's not enough. No, I think just what he did is amazing. I, I think it's amazing. Look, I, I could take the 89 argument. I could take I could it. Take, I could take, I, I'm okay with that. But you're not giving me him at an 85. It's crazy. He's the best. I could more, personally, I could more easily make an argument for Charlotte to be a 90 and for him to be an 89 because I think Charlotte has legitimately made a contribution that has taken women's wrestling in a different direction. She's the first non-butterfly belt champion. She is a a vision of what legitimate women's wrestling means. Well, let's be real. There wasn't a, there, there was a time where there was a women's championship before the butterfly title also. Yeah, but, but I'm saying That's that, that moment. That's time. That was nonsense. No, but that. That moment is powerful. It's important that she was the first champion. It's important because they told you it's important. I've talked about no, the I women's revolution. I think it's important. But I say when they talk about the women's revolution, I think what Becky did is the actual women's revolution. Uh, but We're just there's major recency bias. But Braun Strowman is up here at 88. AJ no, Styles Braun's is at 90. At Braun- Becky's the most important thing. I mean, put it in the context of of historically what's happened here. We're talking about AJ Styles. He's is not. He- a, he's not a 90. Where, where would opinion. you put him? 89. Charlotte 90. Charlotte's not a ninety. Oh, yet. Charlotte's not a ninety. That's just crazy. She's not. She she hasn't, she's not there yet. She's still. Uh, she's, she's well on her prime. Well on her way to being the greatest female wrestler. Of, yeah. or she probably is the greatest female wrestler of all time. You can say she's not a ninety. I'm just making the point that I can much more easily rationalize her being a ninety and him being an eighty nine because I'm so confident he's not a ninety. All right, AJ Styles, go around the room. Uh, Newman, do you have anything to say about AJ Styles? And would you like to? Where, would, how would you rank him? I think you should say at a ninety. I think that what you said about. I mean, he is the best. He's the best uh, technical, not technical, but he's like the one who wrestles the most convincingly, does the fucking phenomenal forearm, the way that he like cranks his body is awesome. And I know that's a conscious decision. Uh, the Styles Clash is cool. He's he like he has the ring awareness to not kill James Ellsworth when he sure. fucking almost botches. Uh, that to me is like there has to be a spot, like you said, in the 90s for the guy who's the best at wrestling. Yeah, he's like the modern day Bret Hart or whatever, like, or, or, you know, in terms of. Like wrestling is just a guy who's the best. Yeah. He's just yeah. a guy who's the best. He can adapt to any. He makes everybody he goes against. It, it's like their best match. Yes, Brock. Yeah, you know he went, they say he Brock. can wrestle a broom. That's yeah. what like, I'm saying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's he's incredible. Um, other things to add to the AJ Styles conversation. Wait, did you say ninety? I said 90. yeah. He said keep him ninety. Um, you said Dan when you know when when wrestling was popping and people were like oh AJ Styles and TNA and we didn't care. I couldn't care less about TNA. But what I heard on the street, they were like, for the real wrestling marks, the real nerds, they're like, this is, forget WWE. The X Division in TNA, 
Samoa Joe and AJ Styles. You got to see these guys. They're incredible. And this is when it was stupid. There was like crossbars above yeah. a fucking hexagonal. Ring. I'm like, I'm not watching yeah, this. Yeah. I don't care. But if you go back and watch some of that stuff, these matches are as good as those idiots were saying they were at the time. I didn't they're care at the time. They're they're my, they're, that's because these guys above AJ Styles never showed me that wrestling could be cool enough to care about. Did right. you see that? Like maybe, maybe Sean, maybe Sean, but I'm saying AJ Styles took it to that limit. And and is showing people that this is this needs he he's gonna usher in the new modern era of of wrestling talent. Have you seen that thing? It's Samoa Joe and and Daniel Bryan. I, th- I think it's or, or it was Brian Danielson at the time. I think it's Ring of Honor, but it's like they're in a ring and they're applying like submission holds to like to these two random guys, and they're sort of like trying to like out. They're like, oh yeah, well this move, if you apply the pressure here, and they're like talking, they're almost like flirting with each other through submissions. Yeah, I haven't it's, seen it's that. very funny. That's cool. Where yeah. are you at? Uh, also, chefs. AJ, it's, are you it's, staying at ninety? I'm staying at ninety. It's worth noting that the most important stable in modern professional wrestling can be seen on my bandana, on my sweatpants, and on my shirt, which is an AJ Styles shirt. And on his bright red balls. <laughs> and my bright red balls. And is, that is the Bullet Club. And I am Finn truly shocked it, that you guys think while he's Finn Balor in this started company. It, AJ Styles is probably known. He is the leader of the Bullet Club for the longest period of time. He's the most iconic leader of the Bullet Club. No, Finn Balor. No, he's not. You don't even know how long Finn was in there. It's irrelevant. You don't know. I mean, Finn was the. the <laughs> Sorry, you know. Yeah, some kind of Bullet dude, Club story. Finn, Finn came in. Finn came into WWE and showed you, showed us he's kind of a jabroni. Like he didn't have it. AJ was like all hype, blah blah blah, and then came in and was like, oh, he dominates the company. I'm not saying AJ's not great. I'm saying you're putting him in like hallowed ground here. Yeah. Okay, I think he like, deserves he, it. All of these people. No, have we're saying he's the gatekeeper of hallowed ground. Which I just don't agree with. Like, I, to me, Mick Foley is the bottom of that list for me, not AJ Styles. I'm also okay with moving Charlotte up to a 90. Hey, yo. Okay, it's, okay. It's, Daddy's it's, making it's sense. It's premature. Okay, so let's say this. Well, AJ this Styles, list is biased. It's all yeah. white men at the top. It's all That's white men. The There's no diversity quotient on this list. Uh, <laughs> Hogan was kind of orange. all white men? No, The Rock. The Rock is a person of color. And The Undertaker is, uh, know, you know, he's dead. He's dead. He's dead. <laughs> That's going to count for something. Um, of course. No, I will say this. Let's, I think AJ... <laughs> Bret Hart's Canadian. So <laughs> AJ's got to stay at 90. But I think we could make an argument and say, you know what? Hogan's orange. Yeah. Charlotte's in there. Charlotte is maybe 90, 91. She's maybe she going is. to be. No, maybe she, she is, is right is now. Going to maybe she, she is right now because she does make every single person better. Yeah. She, makes every, she does that she's Brock amazing. thing. She's that Brock thing where like... If she's in the match, this is an important match. And she does that AJ thing where if she's in the match, you're going to have a great match. Fucking moonsault to the outside from, I mean, come on. But she's yet to, she's yet to connect properly with the audience. I don't know about that. Maybe she has, right? Maybe. Uh, I don't think AJ's connected that properly. Like, his, the knock on him is easily promo. Right. Uh, They're not that bad. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Good shit. I don't. I mean, this this soundboard is so overstuffed. I don't know if it'll ever it's an recover. Eight hour episode. You yeah. probably should have eight different soundboards, one for each hour. Uh, you throw it out. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, there's no search mechanism in that soundboard. <laughs> no, no switch me to this shitbag soundboard. But it wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault. He's just a dumb guy. No, uh, it's the best one that you can have. <laughs>